Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, mighty Lord, mighty God. Excuse me. Mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua, Lord. We pray for healing, Lord, or sickness, or allergy, or anything of the enemy will rebuke it. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, we cover ourselves with your blood. Lord, we'll rebuke anything of the enemy, Lord Jesus, that are trying to block us from doing your will. Lord, we claim healing for our body, Lord, healing for our family. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty Yeshua, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Bring healing over our life and our body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. What a great God. Shalom, shalom. My brother, my sister, hope everyone can hear me fine tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Jesus. We are so grateful with the Lord for his love. His mercy that endure forever. He is good. He knows exactly what we need. Thank you, Lord. So we can always trust him for our life, for our family, to keep us safe, protect us, to deliver us from any plan of the enemy. My brother, my sister, I thank the Lord for his love and his mercy. Thank you, Lord. Well, tonight, another Bible study. Thank you, Lord. Looking forward to learning of the Lord, to learning of him who is humble and meek of heart, that we may find peace for our soul. Thank you, Lord. We are in Daniel chapter 10 tonight. Exciting for this Bible study because I just, as I searched through it, I I saw something powerful here that's going to help us understand in the last days what is going on. Thank you, Lord. It's going to uh, edify our lives. Shalom, Sister Regina, Sister Loretta, Brother Stara. Shalom to each one of you joining us on your cell phone, your computer, Skype. Shalom to our brothers and sisters across America and the world. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I understand those that just want to listen. Hallelujah. And those that want to take notes, just take your notes. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. John, Daniel, Daniel, I hope that Matthew 20, this past Sunday, bless your life. Hallelujah. What a blessing it was. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God got mighty plans for our lives. And in the process of time, we're going to come to the knowledge of it. He's going to reveal to us as we seek to know and understand what he has in store for us. Amen. It's going to take some time for us to know uh, his plan and to understand his plan. Uh, Sometimes it it can be difficult or or it takes time for us to learn. And sometimes we we need to give it the patience. We need to be patient of God, my brothers and sisters, and and, and resting him. And, And he'll help us. Thank you, sister, to hallelujah, understand his plan for us as well, my brothers and sisters. But one thing I learned out of the Word of God is all this year, that the more you pay attention to God's Word, the more it will edify your life, the more it will bless your life, 
the more you come to the knowledge of what God is doing in your life, his plans for your life are for good and not for evil. You will come to that knowledge in time. And God will bless you through the time in so many ways, my brothers and sisters, that you will be grateful every day for whatever you're asking God to do. He promised he would answer us. That's why he says, ask and thou shalt receive. Don't hurry in the Lord. Don't 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 quit on God never neither. Just stay with the Lord. Stay with his plan for your life. And and God will in in due time will begin to afford his plan for your life. And you will come to the knowledge what God is planning to do in your life. And by the time you you come to that understanding, you will see the change yourself of what God is doing in your life and in your family. Okay? That's why if the disciple preached, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you and your household will be saved. Remember that as you come to the Lord, as you pay attention, God also has a plan for your household, not just you. And he'll bring it through, okay? Even though you think that it's only you, your family not paying attention, don't worry about it. Continue to trust the Lord and pray for them. God will do the, the other work that you don't see. He will do his will in their lives too, my brother and sister. Just learn to trust the Lord in the process. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Daniel 10, 1, it, this uh, God's Word translation, angel come to Daniel with a message. It, in Cyrus, the third year as king of Persia, my brother and sister, we are going to study about Cyrus. King of Persia is Iran, my brother and sister. We know that we study this, but just a reminder, I look at the history of Persia. Iran officially, the Islamic Republic of Iran, it's also called Persia. It's a country located in the western Asian border of Iraq, Turkey to the west, Azerbaijan, Armenia to the northwest, Caspian Sea to the Turkey, to the north, Afghanistan and Pakistan to the east, as the as the wealth of the Gulf of Oman in Persia, Gulf of Persia, people within their country have a long called Persia era. In 1935, Iran came to the assisting internationally. Amen. So Iran was known as Persia always, even in the history. This is part of the history of Iran, in case you're wondering. My brother insisted. Amen. But Iran is Persia. Amen. So Daniel began talking about Persia, the king of Persia, the king of Iran. And now in this combination it's so interesting because when you study the, the history of Persia, when Iran was Persia back in the time of Daniel, under them were Russia in other countries. So when you say the king of Persia, uh, then you're talking about uh, Russia, my brother and sister, amen, or the Chaldeans, as they were also known, my brother and sister, amen. So, um, you you see how in the media today, Russia, 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 but all these countries combined are really Russia, Islamic. Although the Chaldeans have always been ruthless king, kingdom. Now the king here of, of Persia, uh, pointing to the last day, 
we can say is President Putin, my brothers and sisters. And we'll go into it and you see why. Because the Bible tells you exactly. It points out something important. God in his word, when God speaks about these things, he points out something that will help you understand that for the last days, he was talking about President Putin. I'm going to show you a key to, the, to, to Daniel 10 that will help you understand that he was talking about President Putin. And I'm going to show you. Thank you, Lord. Let me keep reading, and then I'll be back to it. Cyrus, the third year of the King of Persia, message was revealed to Daniel, who has been renamed Belshazzar. The name was true, and it was about a great word. Daniel understood the message because it was given in, in insight during the vision. During those days, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks, whole week, didn't eat any good tasting food, no meat, no wine, entered into my mouth, didn't watch myself until the entire three weeks were over. And then on the 24th day of the first month, I was on the great uh, Tigris River. Now, I want you to see something, how prophecy are tied with these rivers, my brother and sister. Okay? Very important. These rivers are prophetic. God is telling us something about this river. And by the way, these rivers today are dry. The Euphrates River is dry today. My brother and sister. Let me continue. When I look up, I saw a man dressed in linen. He had a, a belt made of gold from the Euphrates around his waist. His body was like a navarro. His face was like lightning. His eyes was like flaming torch. Talking about our Lord Jesus here. He's talking about Messiah. Messiah comes to Daniel, the Messiah of the Jewish people. The bridegroom of the bride of Christ. Okay? Is the one coming here to Daniel. And this is how he's being described because he is God. My brother and sister, he is Messiah, he is God. Messiah means life to the Jewish people, light, life, power, mighty, so much salvation. Hallelujah. Flaming torches, arm and leg look like polished bronze. When he spoke, and to the Jewish people, when they study this, the Ark of the Covenant that God had Moses and the and, and the and the and the priests made back in the times of Moses, my brother insisted everything the Ark had, Jesus has. The Ark was made in the image of Jesus, my brother insisted, or representing because man man is made in the image of God. So let me rephrase that. Representing Jesus, representing Messiah, the ark was made. It was the tool of communication that the priest used. Moses used to talk to God. Jesus is the mediator of us talking to God. Remember that. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. When he spoke, his voice sounds like the roar of the crowd. Daniel was the only one who saw the vision. The men with me didn't see the vision, yet they started to tremble violently, and they quickly hid themselves. So I was left alone to see the, the grand vision. It had no strength left in me. My face turned deadly pale. I was helpless. I heard the man speak, and I listened to his word. I fainted face down to the ground. The power of my God. This happens to me in heaven when I have encountered Jesus. 
by the way, because he's God Almighty. Revelation 1. Okay? So this happens to me. Don't be surprised this happens to you in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Then verse 10, then a hand touched me and made my my hands and knees shake. This man said to me, Daniel, you are highly respected. Uh, the King James, highly beloved. Highly beloved. Daniel was highly beloved for, the, for God, for the Lord. My brother, my sister, thank you, Lord. But now, before I move on, I want to go back and show you something here. What was the purpose that the, 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 the Lord comes to Daniel? And I'm going to show to, the, to you there on verse 1. It was to reveal to Daniel what was about, about the great word, the great battle. End time battle. End time words. This is the day of benching of the Lord that was revealed to Daniel here. Nothing any different, my brother and sister. And the nation that will be directly involved with this in the last days, my brother and sister. God has raised Russia in the last days with a purpose. And a lot of people are not going to like the, the, the purpose of God on this. But it's God who has done this, my brother and sister. And, and people are not going to like it. People will criticize why, 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 why. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 44, 28. He says about Cyrus. Okay. And before, let me, I got to go back and. Because I got to share from verse 21. For you to get an idea of what I'm talking about. Okay. Cyrus. Okay. Last day President Putin. Okay. I said 44, uh, 44, 24. Okay. The Lord reclaims you. He forms you in the womb. And this is what the Lord say. I, the Lord, made everything. I stretched out the heaven by myself. I spread out the earth all alone. I cast the signs of full prophet to fail. It made full of fortune tellers. I make white men retreat. I turn the knowledge into foolishness. I confirm the word of his servant. He confirmed the word of his servant and fulfilled the, the plan of his messenger. He says about Jerusalem, it will be inhabited. He says about the city of Judah, it will be revealed. He says about the ruins, I will restore them. He says about the deep water, dried up. So I will dry up your rivers. He says about Cyrus, he is my shepherd. He says about Cyrus, he is my shepherd. There's much we don't know, and there's much we don't understand. In this much we question. But it's better for us to study God's word and pray about it. And seek it out. And seek out his knowledge. Seek out his understanding. Because in the last day, there's so much going on that we don't understand. The only way for us to understand them is to go into the word of God. I heard a prophet a few days ago uh, talking about this. The Lord was speaking to her about this. And again, it was shocking. Because not, not many people are listening to the Lord or are seeking to listen to the Lord and what he has to say. 
Remember that I was told to Daniel to seal up the prophecy because this was for the last days. This is for the day you and I are living. And the only way we're going to understand what's going on is by seeing it through the Word of God. Some people say says the lens of the Word of God, the glass of the Word of God, the telescope of the Word of God, however you want to say it. The best way for us to understand what's going on is to go into the Word of God and study and research it. Because a, a, lot of, a lot of professors, a lot of these studiers, my brother and sister, of the Word has been wrong in this regard in Russia have disregarded Iran, have disregarded these nations that have rise, and they've been wrong about it, and they find out that they've been wrong. My brothers and especially people in the United States, that they didn't think that they would come to nothing. Being this nation so powerful, they thought this nation was not going to rise and be anything. <laughs> but there's something in the Word of God that God tells us how Cyrus will rise. How will they will be powerful again? God cannot lie, my brother and sister. That's impossible. He cannot tell us something that is not going to happen. On the contrary, everything he says comes to happen. And that's the fact of his word. So he says about Cyrus, he is my shepherd. And I say, he will do everything I want him to do. I heard a prophecy up John, I'm trying to think of his name, the prophet. That he says God showed him that God will use Russia in the last days. Bob John. Bob John, yes. A few years ago. And God told him he was going to rise the red the red army and use them. The word he used that shocked me was God said he will use in the last day the red army. Referring to Russia, and he that they will rise surprisingly, and that's exactly what happened, my brother and sister. Okay, and that other nation will join together to try to overcome the Russia, but they will not be able to. If if I I wish I had the audio uh, above Joe, but I'm gonna look it up and see if I have it ready for Sunday, my brother and sister, if I can find it. Because a lot of his message has been erased. A lot of people that disagree, like YouTube, have erased them, my brother and sister. But YouTube is, is, is not the leader of anyone, anyway. They think they are, but they're not, my brother and sister. So he says about Cyrus, he is my shepherd. He will do everything I want him to do. And the same thing he said about King Nebuchadnezzar, that God had chosen, he called him my son. A lot of people don't understand this, this speech of God, this language that God uses about these people. But God said he does. And there has to be some kind of honest to these men. Because God cannot just say that about anyone. It has to be about someone who, who deserves it. The Lord told me to pray for Donald Trump. A lot of people disagree with me. And, I, you know, I respect, you know, people telling Brother Obi, maybe for the salvation of Donald Trump. But what they're doing to him is so unjust. But the Lord has told me to pray for him. And, I, you know, I was saying to my wife, I forgot, I've been forgetting to pray for Donald Trump. I really have. I, very few occasions I pray for him. 
So it's important that we pray for him, that God will keep him and protect him, because we see how they're rising against him. It's not that I'm in favor of anything, any wrongdoing. No, I'm not. It's that we got to listen to the Lord. He knows everything. The problem with men with us is that we think we know, and we'll find out in the last day we know nothing. We know nothing. My brother insisted. So Daniel, this message, is, this message was true. And it was about the great war, the the great war, the great, the I mean the great day of vengeance of the Lord is a great war, my brother says. The last word, World War Three. This is about War War Three. Daniel ten is about World War Three. My brother and sisters. So if you want to learn about World War Three, you need to read Daniel ten, research it and study. And this is why we're in Daniel ten, my brother and sisters. World War Three. Daniel understood the message because he was given insight during the vision. Now, about World War Three, this message was true. Hallelujah. How can we say that what Daniel is speaking here is the truth and nothing but the truth to help me, God? How can we say that what Daniel is speaking here is the truth and nothing but the truth to help me, God? My brother insisted. Because everything he says here is already is already happening. Russia is rising. Iran is rising. Like never before. My brother and sister, with other countries, with support from China, we talked about it in Ezekiel 38, 39. These nations are becoming one. My brother and sister. And this is not something we're making up. You can put it on YouTube. You can put it on the news and read about it. It's happening. God's word is true, my brother insisted. And the evidence of it is happening right now. It's on international news. You can look, you can, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you can listen to the BBC and you'll see everything about them in other channel, television channel. As much as, as, as if it's being blocked, it's happening. Thank you, Lord. During those days, I Daniel mourned for three whole weeks. I didn't eat any good tasting food. No meat, no wine entered my mouth. I did, didn't watch myself during this entire three weeks. Hallelujah, we're over. And on the 24th day of the first month, I was by the Great River, Test Great River. Thank you, Lord. And every time in the Bible you read about a, a river, my brother and sister, a prophetic river, Pointing to the last days is important. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 2.14. The name of the third river is Tesgri. Or Tigri. Tigri. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Tigri. It is the one that flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So look how it is the one that flows east of Assyria. The four river is a river Euphrates. Hallelujah. And God said, if I said through, he said through Isaiah, if I said to the river, dry it up, they will dry it up. And God has said, dry it up to the river. If I say, hallelujah, dry it up at your river, Hallelujah. If I said to the deep water, dry it up, so they will dry up the river. 
This is Isaiah 44:27. Now, my brother and sister, Hallelujah! God giving us the evidence of the power of His word. There, put it in the chat room. The evidence of the power of His word. If He says dry it up, they'll dry it up. There's, there's no one can stop Him. No one can stop His power. He's Almighty God, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. If he confirmed the word of his servant, a prophet uh, from, what was it, friends, wrote me a word on, on a couple of days on Facebook, and he gave me a powerful word from the Lord, which I thank him for that. But what he heard the Lord saying about me and my ministry, how he had uh, risen this ministry for the last days, risen my life for the last day to use us in the last days. Much we have gone through, but hallelujah, the Lord is with us. And that, you know, that is true. Ministry is not easy. A lot of people just think it's easy. You turn on the microphone, let's speak. It's not that easy. It requires prayer. It requires commitment to the Lord. Hallelujah, obedience. It requires obedience. In order for you to have a ministry approved by God, got to be obedient to God. Shalom, Sister Luna. Amen. Thank you, Lord. This this is one of the last ministries the devil wants to be risen by the Lord because anything rise by Jesus will remain. You see, when it rise by men, it won't remain. But anything rise by God, it will remain. Shalom, sister. It's important you understand the power of God. God is unstoppable. He fulfilled the plan of his messenger. He says about Jerusalem, it will be inhabited. He says about the city of Judah, they will be rebuilt. He says about the ruins, it will be, I will restore them. He says to the deep water, dry up. So it will dry up in the river. My Lord, the power of God. And so the name of the river is Tigris. And this is the one that flow of Egypt of Syria. The full river is the great Euphrates. Bible insisted. They were in the garden when God made Adam and Eve. God already made these rivers. The God said to you, afraid it dried up, and it's dried up today. A lot of people, oh, have you heard of the, the river you're afraid it dried up? It dried up. My brother insisted. Because God said dried up. There's a plan and a purpose. And as we continue to study God's word, we will le- learn this plan, this purpose. Why? Because we're in the last days. And these things are signed for the last days. For us to know that God's word is true. My brother and sister. That we can trust his word. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. On the 24th day of the first month. I was by the great Tigris river. When I looked up. I saw a man dressed in linen. He had a belt made of gold. From Euphrates around his waist. Remember that the bride. Had made herself ready. The bride is dressed in linen. Fine linen. Okay which represent the work of the saints. Jesus is holy. And the bride of Christ, through repenting, being cleansed daily with the blood of Jesus, is being made holy the same, like the Lord. She dresses in fine linen. Jesus is dressing in linen. My brother and sister, that's the confirmation of Daniel 10.4. His body was like vero. His face looked like lightning. His eyes were like flaming torch. 
Hallelujah. His arms and legs looked like polished bronze. When he spoke, his voice sounded like the roar of a crowd. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. The man with me didn't see the vision. And this is where people uh, uh, doubt other people's vision of revelation. Because they say, I didn't see it because it was not for you to see. You understand that God chooses who he wants to reveal himself to. The Lord chooses who he wants to reveal himself to. But don't feel bad because God didn't choose you to reveal these things. He chose someone else. My brother and sister, oh glory be to him. Because God may not choose a vision for you, but will choose to give you something else. Be pleased with what God gives you. Don't be worried and concerned about the things God has not given you yet. Pray that you may have peace about your walk with the Lord. Very important you understand. Pray for peace in your life and the love of God in your heart. Please, daily is important. Yeah, they started to tremble violently and they quickly hit themselves. So I, I was left alone to see that great vision. I had no strength left in me, Daniel says. My face turned de- daily pale. I was helpless. And I heard the man speak as I listened to his word. I fainted face down on the ground. Then a hand touched me, made my hand and my knee shakes. They, the man says to me, Daniel, you are highly respected. Pay attention to my word. God will always say pay attention to his word. Because sometimes you can lose focus. Well, his eyes are like torch. And his body's coming lightning. And you're focused on all these but that's not what the Lord wants you to focus on. Yes, you saw it. Praise be, praise be unto the Lord. Brother, brother, I saw Jesus. His eyes was like torch of fire. His body was lightning coming out of him. So what did he say? Oh, um, he said something to me, but I was so focused on the lightning and of his eyes. You see that the word that he's bringing to you, the message, is more important than you being... Okay, he's God, he's great, he's marvelous. Don't lose focus on what he's saying. He says to that, pay attention, because you can lose that. You can, you cannot pay attention easily, very easily. My brother and sister. So what did he say? Uh, hold on, I don't remember, because you know I was looking at the lightning, I was looking at his eyes. See, you, you just lost the message that God has given you for someone. Thank you, Lord. I heard testimony of people like this. Oh, God was showing me this thing. It was so, so powerful. But he was saying something to me. I don't remember what he said, but what he showed me was it's not like, uh, do you know that what he was show, what he was saying was more important than what he was showing you? Yes, what he was showing you confirmed what he's telling you in a way for you, for your life. But the people that did not see what you're seeing Need to hear what he say. The message is for the people. The vision is mostly for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us. Be so patient with us. We made so many mistakes, even when he's showing us and saying something mighty to us. We're so focused on what he's showing us that we miss what he said. Oh, my Lord, have mercy on us. Then the hand touched me, made my hand, and he shake. Then the man said, Daniel, you are highly respected, highly beloved. Hallelujah. Pay attention to my words. Stand up. Hallelujah. 
like being in school, stand up, or being in the military, stand up, soldier. Really, that's what the Lord is doing with us. Paul says that we are soldiers of Christ, my brothers and sisters. And that's what we really are. People have missed the calling of the Lord. Because they're so focused, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, you are a soldier of Christ. You need to understand. Okay? You are a soldier of Christ. You, you must stand up. You must pay attention. Don't lose focus. Because so much is going on. Okay? Because God said these, these things would happen. Hallelujah. He said, hallelujah, that we were going to encounter all these things. Hallelujah. As a soldier, my brother insisted. Thank you, Lord. Paul said this to Timothy, 2 Timothy 2. Much, let me thank you, Lord. Let me send you here quickly to the King James. Praise you, Lord. Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And that the things that thou hast heard from me among many witnesses, commit thou the same to, uh, same to be faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Endure, therefore, hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Are you listening? You know, but the, what he was showing me was so powerful. The color were amazing. So what did he say? Oh, I don't remember. As a soldier, stand. A Christ, listen. Listening to God. To the Lord is important. It's a must of important, especially in the last days. Lots of people are missing the voice of the Lord in their life. And they're making great mistakes. Great mistakes. And many are sword. It's cutting them to pieces for not listening to the Lord. My brother and sister, many were put through the sword. Hallelujah. And many more will be put through the sword. And if you're not careful in listening, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. Please listen to the Lord. It's important. This is what the Lord is saying to Daniel. As a soldier, hallelujah, the Lord says, pay attention to my word. Stand up, soldier. Hallelujah. So you are Christ. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Because, hallelujah, I've, I've been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. It's okay. It's okay. As long as you obey and you do it, do it. Pay attention to what the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. Sometimes we call people to join us in this Bible study. Oh, no, they, they got a news on on NBC about Donald Trump. I got to listen to this. I'm sorry, brother. I'll listen to you next week. Um, do you know what you're missing tonight? Do you, do you do know how important this message is for tonight? Thank you, Lord. Because it is to God. And when God wants to say something to us and prepare us for something that is coming, we got to listen to his word. I'm reading this word. And it's edifying my own life. It's blessing me. And I know it blesses anyone who listens, because this is the word of God. Bless us forever. Thank you, Lord. Stand out trembling, he told me. Don't be afraid, Daniel. God has heard everything that you said. Hallelujah. Ever since the first day you decided to humble yourself in front of your God, so that you could learn to understand things. How do you come to the knowledge? 
of understanding in God. Humble yourself. Seek standing and knowledge from God. Humbling yourself through fasting and prayer like Daniel. This is how you do it. Through humble. You're humbling yourself in fasting and prayer. And you seek to know of the Lord. Knowledge of Him. Which is nothing to be compared as the knowledge of this word. This world. This world has nothing that will edify you to go to heaven. On the contrary. It, it will make people end up in hell. This world. What this word has to offer. So this is why we must pay attention to this word of God. Soldier of Christ. Sisters and brothers, pay attention as a soldier of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Again, what the Paul says to Timothy. Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things that I heard from me and my many witnesses commit out the same to faithful men who should be able to teach others also to endure the hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Are you listening, soldier? I'm speaking to the soldier of Jesus Christ tonight. Stand up in Christ and be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because the days that are coming are bringing much trouble. How do we endure? Focus on Jesus. Being strong in the Lord. Whatever you're going through, Seek strength from Jesus. Seek knowledge from Jesus. Become strong in his presence through prayer and fasting. Commit your life to him every day. And let the Lord prepare you for what is ahead as a soldier of Christ. So you will be ready as supposed to endure, therefore, hardship as a good soldier of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is important. Because in this form, even harder, Jesus spoke to me. Hallelujah. He spoke to me very hard the one time. He says, I want you to be strong, he says. Because I was like, oh, Lord, you know, Lord, it's so difficult, so hard. And I'm crying like a baby, a grown man crying like a baby. Lord, it's so hard, you know, it's so difficult, you know. Look at these people coming against me, Lord, Lord. Be strong, my son. Lord. I was in my, I was wiping my tears in my car. I was driving. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord spoke. Be strong, my son. Hallelujah! Stop that. I want you to be strong in me. He was speaking to me as a soldier. He's the commander in chief of the army of God. Hallelujah! You don't go out to the president and pray and say, you know, as a soldier. And that, you know, President, it's just so hard. You know, can people criticizing you and me and Joe? Oh, we're going to make it this way. No. You need to be strong. You need to stand up and be strong in the Lord. Jesus rebuked me this way. Barbara, and I was crying. Lord, but this is so hard. It's early. I'm, oh, Lord, these people keep coming against me saying these things. You know, I'm praying, I'm fasting, and I'm seeking. I'm in the Word, and they're telling me I'm falling. Stand strong. And, you know, I started wiping my tears. I want you to be strong in me. Started rebuking me, my brother and sister. And I'm like, wow. I was not told this in church from the Pope ever. And you know, he, he really corrected me. But this is this is God. This is the Lord. 
my brothers and sisters, he's not call, he, he's not calling us to, to play around. This is not a playground anymore. The world is a deadly place. The world not, is not a playground anymore like many people think. My brothers and sisters, you need to understand that persecution will come so wide. Greater is he that is in us, that he that is in the world, we must endure persecution, hardship, difficult times. As a soldier of Christ, this is for men and women, anyone in Christ. My brother and sister, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, Paul says to the Corinthians. God is not playing around. We need to stand strong in the Lord and understand. If God wants you to get up at 4, hallelujah, and 5 o'clock in the morning to pray, as the army called the soldier at that time in the morning to exercise, you need to get up and exercise your faith in prayer at 4 and 5 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing sleeping when the Lord I call you to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning? You are sold your Christ. Take responsibility to your calling. It is the Lord that I call you. It's the Almighty God, the chief of, hallelujah, the chief and the principal. I call you to serve him as a soldier. Get up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and pray to the Lord. Commit your life to him. Be serious about your calling. You are a soldier of Christ. Stop playing around. Hallelujah. This is, not, this is not for children. This is for soldiers that the Lord has called. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He told me, don't be afraid, Daniel. God have everything that you said, heard everything that you said since the first day you decided to humble yourself in front of God so that you would learn and understand. I have come to respond to your prayer. When you sincerely get, get on your knees and cry out to God, Thank you, Jesus. Amen, sisters. I tell you, when you humble yourself this way like Daniel, sincerely, understanding your calling, the Lord will come to you. Just heard the Lord say, yes. He'll come to you. Hallelujah. But you see, if God doesn't see sincerity in your heart, sincere prayer, sincere repenting, how do you want him to come when you're playing around? God is not playing game with anyone. He's a serious God. You want him to come to you? He wants him to answer your prayer? Get serious with him. Stop taking Christianity as a joke, salvation as a joke. This is not a joke. God wants soldiers. Soldiers obey orders. Obey your order from the Almighty. When you open the Bible, knows that that's the manual of your order from the Almighty God to your life as a soldier of Christ and obey his orders. Thank you, Lord. The commander of the Persian of the kingdom opposed me for 21 days. But then Michael, the one chief commander, came to help me because I was left alone with the king of Persia. Hallelujah. Michael did not stand to watch the devil. Hallelujah. This king opposed the Lord. He came immediately. Thank you, Lord. The Lord has no power to send them to hell and bind them. My brother and sisters. But when people, hallelujah, have given their, 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 their everything to the devil, have put everything in the hand of the devil as they've done today, how do you want the Lord to embase something that they have themselves done knowingly? No, my brother and sister. No, no, no. There might be a serious commitment. I have come to explain to you what would happen to your people in the last days. See what I tell you? That everything here about this kingdom of Persia is for the last days. And this kingdom of Persia 
I read Russia and the country, India and China, they have rise. And a lot of people are surprised now Japan is also joining China. Hallelujah. Brazil has joined them already. Mexico is looking to join them. There will be more nations joining the BRICS. Nations, my brother and sister. And it's shocking people. Because I call this going to hurt the economy of the U.S. Tremendously in, in Europe, NATO. My brother and sister. I call this will hurt the world. But this is the way the Bible said things will happen in the last days. As we study the word of God, we can see it clearly, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. We just need to continue to study and research it and understand what God is saying to us. Hallelujah. See, in Second Chronicles 36, 20, the king of Babylon took those who weren't executed to Babylon to slay for him and his son, they remained captive until the Persian Empire began to rule. Look at the king of Ucanesa was the king at this time. The king of Persia had not begun to reign yet. Had not begun to reign yet. But I want you to see how there's no coincidence in the word of God. But confirmation of what God says in his word. Second Chronicle 36, 20 tells you right there. The plan that why would they be taken to Babylon as a slave, which they had to be there for 70 years, until the empire of Persia began to rule. My brother and sister. It's amazing how you find things in the word of God that you say, wow. Ezra 5.6. Here is a copy of the letter of the governor to Rani from the providence of the west of the Euphrates River. Shifnar, Messiah, and his group. The Persian west of the river sent to the king Darius. <laughs> Look at King Darius that was just reading about here, of Persia, the king of Persia. Look who was under them back in the times of the of king of the priest Ezra. The river, the west of the Euphrates River, that is today. And so you see that this prophecy can only happen today in 2023. Because the Euphrates River is included, which God said it would dry it up. And it's dried up, my brother and sister. What a confirmation there, just by, by the river. In Ezra 5, 6, talking about King Darius, that we're reading in Daniel 10. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, the king of Persia. I believe it was the, Darius was the king before him. But it was pointing to Cyrus. Darius Cyrus. There's no coincidence. It's just dear. Flaming river, my brother, my brother and sister. My Lord, my God. Esther 1.14. From those close to him, Kashina, Shanar, Amarna, Parshin, Meres, Marena, Manukan, these seven officials of the Persians in Merehastu have asked to the king held the higher rank in the kingdom. And the king asked these wise men who knew the time. Hallelujah. This is prophetic. Okay. Remember that I was told to Esther that she was chosen for a 
time, a particular time, my brothers and sisters, the time of Esther was pointing even to what the Jewish people will be going through in Babylon for 70 years, which those 70 years in Babylon are still a confirmation of the seven years great revelation. You will find so many clues in the Bible pointing to from the 70 to the 7, my brother insisted. And it says about the 70 prophecy of Daniel that the life will be taken from Messiah. That's the crucifixion. And then there will come the time, my brother insisted, when their people will be saved and restored back to the land, which can only happen when Messiah Jesus returned in his second coming. This is the stunning revelation of the prophecy of the 70 years, my brother and sister. And then the 70 weeks of the book of Daniel, pointing to the last time of the seven-year great tribulation, when Messiah will restore Israel back, or Jerusalem back, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. But there's something Isaiah says about Jerusalem that I don't want to take for granted. In Isaiah 44, okay, he says, he says about Jerusalem, it will be inhabited. Why did God say this about Jerusalem? My brothers and sisters, why would God say that Jerusalem will be inhabited? Because God has a greater plan for the Jewish people than this earth. God has a greater plan for his people than this earth. It is not this earth that we are going to uh, receive from God. Or live in. God has a new heaven and a new earth for us. Where the righteous will dwell, says the word of God. My brother and sister. He has something better. So this is why he said prophetically about Jerusalem. It will be inhabited. Okay. This earth no more will be inhabited because God's given us a new Jerusalem, a new earth in a new Jerusalem that will come down from heaven, my brother and sister. So in the last days, for the last of the last, Jerusalem of this earth will be inhabited, he says. And when I read this prophecy, to me, to one of the greatest prophets, the prophet Isaiah, remember, I'm comparing what Jeremiah said, what Daniel said, and now what I say, I said, I'm bringing you two prophets, four prophets, confirming each other's word. My brother, this is, this, this is what I love, the word of God. It's just so incredible. Thank you, Lord. So the Lord comes to Daniel here. I have come to explain to you what would happen to your people in the last days because of the vision, the time still to come. Notice that if you don't look through, through, the, through the eyes of the Word of God, through the prophetic eyes of the Bible, you will not understand that this is for where we are, the last days, pointing to the last days. So this is why what the Bible has to say to us here about the last days, you may not read this on CNN or, or Fox News or any of those channels. You can only read it in God's Word and be accurate about it. Because God's word is accurate 100%, my brother and sister. 
Thank you, Lord. Verse 15. When he had said this to me, I bowed down my face, touching the ground, was silent. Then someone who looked like a human to- torch, I sorry, touched my lips. I opened my mouth and began to talk. And he said to this person standing in front of me, Sir, because of the vision, pain has overwhelmed me, and I'm helpless. How can I talk to you, sir? I have no strength left. The wind has been knocked out of me. And again, the person looked like a human, touched me, and became. I became stronger. He says, don't be afraid. You are highly respected. King James said, highly beloved. Everything is all right. Be strong. Be strong. Exactly what the Lord has said to me. To be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Paul says to the Ephesians, be strong in the Lord. And take all the armors of the Lord. Okay? Take the armor of the Lord. But know that being strong, my brother and sister, it's an Ephesians, may go there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. The power of his mind is the Holy Spirit. That's the power of his mind. Okay? For you and I, we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit in the last days. My brother and sister, and the advice of the Apostle Paul, the revelation of the Apostle Paul is, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wile of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principality, against power, against the ruler of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. These are the, the evil ones that are coming against Donald Trump, that are coming against you and I, that you don't see in the media. Okay? These are the ones hiding be, behind the scenes, moving all these lawyers and people and governors and all that to do this, to say this, to sign this, to do this. My brother and sister, therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand the e- in the evil day, having done all to stand. Okay? So whatever you go through, what God wants us to do is to stand. Not in that standing, my brother and sister, when you're still standing in the Lord, in other words, when you're still walking with God, when you're still praying, you're still seeking the Lord, that means you're still standing. If you stop doing those things, in the Lord, you're not standing anymore. You're falling. People that have stopped seeking God, that have stopped praying to God, that have stopped committing their life to God, are falling. My brothers, that's why the Lord says in Revelation 3, to, to watch. Let me go there. Thank you, Lord. Because the only way to explain the word is by the word of God. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. What an awesome God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to the Lord. God is awesome. Praise to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because the only way we can understand it's when we seek the Lord. When he reveals to us his word, 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, and another way we won. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Revelation 3.1, until the end of the church of Sardis, right? This thing says he that hath the seven spirit of God, the seven star. I know that works. Thou, thou have na- uh, made a name, but thou livest, but thou art death. And it sounds powerful for someone to have a ministry that says, um, anointed or full of oil or under the fire. I mean, made a name that really sounds that this person is alive. But the Lord says, but you are dead. You are dead. He has a name that means he's alive, but the Lord says you are dead. My brother and sister. So it's not exactly what we say or we pretend to say. Or, no. It's what God says where we are, where we're standing. Where Be watchful. Strengthen the things which remain. Uh, uh, we're going back to strength. Be strong in the Lord, Daniel. We're going back to strength here with the Lord. Because he has said it throughout the whole Bible. Be strong. Now, what happened with this brother here? This leader, this pastor. Okay? Be watchful. He wasn't being watchful. Because when the Lord has to come and tell you to do something, because you're not doing it, or you're not doing it enough. Okay? Be watchful. Certain the things that remain. Still something remaining in him, but it's weak. And what happens when the enemy gets a hold of someone weak? He'll bring them down completely. So you got to make it strong in the Lord, is what the Lord is saying. Thou that is ready to die, that are ready to die, could you imagine? Claiming to be strong, and the person is already ready to die. And it can be death literally. Spiritual death happens all the time, yes. But imagine spiritual, physically dead. We're talking about spiritual here, though. For I have not found thy work perfect before God. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. All this work I'm doing is for the Lord. And then find out from the Lord, uh, 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 excuse me, I don't find that work perfect. I see a bunch of, I see a lot of false teaching coming out of your teaching. Uh, I see you're, you're missing my word with the world and this and that. It's not my pure word you're teaching. So it's not perfect. Uh, or every time you, you're giving your own story about this or that. So we, we have to, when we focus about teaching God's word, it has to be about his, his word. Yeah, we can share testimony, which things that God has done in our lives. But it's all about Jesus. It's all, it's all about the Lord. And we have to keep it this way. My brother, any, any of us. You don't have to be a preacher, a pastor, a minister to to say, well, you know, that's not for me. That's for pa-. no, it's for all of us. Because you're gonna have to testify to somebody, even your family, about the Lord. But if your work is not perfect, it's about you and not the Lord. Then, may have the Lord rebuke you. Praise the Lord. 
Remember, therefore, how thou had, what how thou received and heard. So notice that the Lord is sending him back to his Bible, his word. Heard, received, and heard. What do you receive? His word, his Bible. What have you been listening to all these years? His word. So you can't separate the Bible, the word, from your life and say, well, I don't need to listen to the word anymore because I'm a Christian for many years and, you know, I got, no. The Bible every day edifies us, sanctifies us. Now you are clean for the word I have spoken, Jesus said. Jesus was quoting them the word of Isaiah. He said, now you are clean. He was quoting them Psalms. He was quoting them the writing of Moses, the testimony of Abraham. He was talking about the prophet all the time to them. And now she are cleansed for the word that has spoken to you, he says. All that about the Bible was cleansing the life of the disciple every day when Jesus was sharing God's word to them, my brother and sister. So we, the same as his disciple, need to be in the word every day so the word can cleanse our life. Even if you're not reading it, you need to meditate on it day and night. As God, the Lord told Joshua, meditate on it day and night. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord said to this pastor, remember, therefore, what thou hast received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Look how the Lord had repenting to his life. Well, was, was he not doing enough repenting? It looks like, it looks like that. He was one of these believers, saved, always saved, an example, and, and thought that everything was well because he was saved. He had received the Lord as the Lord as, as his Lord and Savior. And now, as a believer for many years, you know he didn't need it to be in the Bible, and he wasn't repenting. Imagine how many people, when 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 they meet the Lord, and say the Lord says to them, um, "My daughter, my son, you need to repent." But, Lord, what do you mean I need to repent? I've been saved as a Christian for many years. No, you need to repent. Repenting is daily with us because sinning is daily with our nature. Our nature, sinful, fallen nation, Adam, sins every day. So repenting has to be in our lives every single day. Every day, every hour of the day. Because every hour of the day, our flesh sins. One way or another, through the eyes, the mouth, the ears, our head, our leg, my brother and sister, our mind, our thoughts, okay? In the moment an evil, sexual, wicked thought comes to your mind, you sin. How many of those the devil throwing into people's minds to make sure they sin? Happens all the time. So this is why repenting is a must in our lives. So the Lord says to him, hallelujah, and hold fast, hold on to the word, repent, repent, he says to him. He's telling a pastor that's supposed to be the leader of the church, anointed man of God, gifted man of God. Jesus looked at him and said, repent. To the average Christian, this made no sense. How can the Lord be telling this anointing, our pastor, our anointed pastor, our reverence, that, you know, he has this Ph.D. in the Word. You know, you got to see his office or the Ph.D. he has. He's been a Christian for 40 years. 
you know, his testimony is 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 unthinkable. You know, and how can Jesus come to him and tell our pastor, repent? Repent. Oh my hold fast. Hold. Therefore that thou shalt not watch. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know the hour when I come upon thee. He's talking about the rapture here. The pastor. The hard apostle. He's talking about the hard apostle, the departure of the bride of Christ. That I will come to you as a thief. That's a hard apostle. This is for the leader, for the church, for us, the people of God in the last days. Repent, Messiah says. Repent. Hallelujah. And if you don't watch, how many people stop watching for the coming of Jesus? How many people stop believing in the rapture of the parts of apostle of Jesus? My brother and sister, in the church, people have stopped believing in the rapture. I will come on thee as a thief. Hallelujah. The thief, the thief message is that he'll come in an hour you don't expect me to. Hallelujah. That thou should not know what hour I will come upon thee, he says. So this is a last day message to everyone who's a believer to watch and pray and be strong in the Lord. You need to be strong in the Lord. How do you make yourself strong in the Lord in the power of his spirit? Seeking the Lord every day. Fasting at least one day a week. We have three-day fasting, corporate fasting, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Join us. Join us. If you don't, if you feel that you need to have a group of people to fast with, join us. You can do your own fasting days as long as you fast and you commit your life to the Lord. But join the group. The Lord will give you the strength and the help to do so. Thank you, Lord. So you don't feel that lonely. This is an online church. We are a church. My brother and sister, we are a group of people serving at a church of Jesus where the Lord dwells among us and ministers to us and fill our land with oil. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We are the church of Christ, the one looking to be going home with the Lord. Don't feel bad if for whatever reason you're not able to go to a building, church, building, okay, made by men's hands. Don't feel bad because you already have joined a church online. God has made these things possible for the last days because it's, it's another way for, for the Lord to keep us pure, holy and righteous for the Lord, separated from sin and false teaching and much more because the Lord is working with us directly. When, whenever we, 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 we do or say something that is not of God, the Lord is just correcting us, rebuking us, Telling us what we can say and cannot. My brother and sister, we're here for the Lord. We're seeking his will and not our own. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Going back to Daniel. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Daniel said, when, when, when he said this to me, I bowed down with my face, touching the, the ground, and I was, it was silent. And we need to know when we remain quiet with the Lord. Spend time with the Lord. 
But know when you remain quiet when the Lord is speaking. Always be quiet when the Lord is speaking. Hallelujah. And listen to what he has to say. If you want to take notes and write it down afterwards, like many people do. But it's important you understand that what the Lord has to say is a must of importance to our spiritual life. I walk with him in the last days. He'll bless us. He'll give us what we need when we need it. He knows exactly what we need. This morning, he was showing me something. And it looked to me after the judgment had come upon the earth. And when the tsunami, which is one of the judgments of the three signs of the video, had hit the northern, eastern part of the United States, um, it was difficult after that to be able to point to certain places. I was, there was a family that came, and for some reason we had to move north more. I see myself moving to certain part of New Jersey, then certain part of Massachusetts, and then, you know, struggling to even come to North Carolina. Then we come, and then we, we there's, there's a mess everywhere. And because of the power outages, like Sister says, there'll be no cell phone working, no cell phone tower working. And then regular phones are not working yet. Power outages are for so many months. It's like, when you're there, you got to get used to that new normal. Normal right now, you got your phone, cell phone, computer, and all that. But what happened when you had no power, no computer, no cell phone? How do you communicate with people? You can. can anymore. So you got to get used to that. Remember when this pastor out of New York one time, the Lord spoke to him in a mighty vision of the Lord. He says, my son, tell, tell my children to buy ham radio, walkie-talkie radio, buy ham radio, and, and you know, put them in their car, put it, have them in their homes, because that's going to be the only communication they're going to have in the last day before my coming. In the revelation of the Lord to him, New York and all these states has no power, no cell phone communication, no, no home phones, nothing. Company has not been able to restore everything because the damage is so great. And the company themselves are in trouble. Literally. They they they're not running. Okay? We have here Duke Energy in North Carolina. If Duke Energy is down, who is the provider of our power? That's it. I mean, I believe we have another one, but I'm saying these companies are mostly in the coast of our state. And the coast of our state are the one being destroyed by the tsunami. So what happened when all these facilities they have are destroyed by the tsunami? Then then that the produce the power, and this is where I, I'm not concerned about nuclear weapon, nuclear plants that they have, because since the, the waters are hundreds of feet of water, seawater, I believe all that nuclear, like in Japan, will be covered by the sea. Cold water will neutralize the nuclear. And, yeah, it will contaminate our water. That's, that's, you know, that's something that's practically unavoidable. But it will not be so much concern 
in regard to contaminating the air right away, water, yes, will be contaminated. Then, I believe on one occasion I saw there was no drink of the water. In one of the dream I got this week, uh, there was no bottle of water. And then you have to think, how do you purify your water? And one time I saw people using the T-shirts, putting it in a bucket, tying it to the top of the bucket, and putting water to the T-shirt to kind of clean it. It doesn't purify the water, you know. Then we talked about chlorine tablet to, that they sell on Amazon. I believe even uh, Walmart sells them. Well, you can put a, a, I think it's for every five gallon of water or every gallon. If I'm, not, I'm not sure, but I think it's by every gallon. You can put a, a, a spoon of uh, bleach into the water, you know, regular bleach, and it will clean the water. It's what I heard. But we need to be careful that it's pure bleach because I believe some of the bleach that they're using today, they're putting other chemical and stuff in it. So I don't think that's, that's even accurate in regard. It used to be because there was, back in the 90s, I remember, 80s, a pure chlorine, which I said 100%. Now, I don't think it's that way anymore. Now they put other stuff in it. It might be harmful for our health. So we, something we're going to have to research even more. But they do sell tablets of bleach for you to put in the water that will, you know, clean the water for you. Are harmful bacteria that can, you know, hurt your body. So, hurt your health. So be careful, please. And do your own research. And if you do find information online that can help us, please share it with us. Email it to me. Most everyone here, I believe, knows my email. Okay, it's sapa nine 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 at gmail dot com. And send us the the. The information, the research that you can find, I think Brother Ben has sent me a lot of information about this, about these things. Whatever you can find, send it to us. Um, some places gives you a discount or discount code on getting these things that will help you to um, share it with other people, my brother and sister. But in my dream this morning, the power outages was just no power. And whatever was left of the state, it basically looked to me like you don't have some island like in the Philippines. You see the island, you see the water, you see the sea and the piece of island here and there. Basically was what I was looking at last night, this morning. And I wonder about this. Why would the Lord show me this? Because I remember one time in New Jersey, it was practically the same. The state had been divided by the sea and pieces of like of islands. So in North Carolina, I was kind of looking at this morning the same. It had me meditating on what I was looking at because it's like there was like no more Charlotte. And, and Charlotte is a large city. Okay, Raleigh. There was no Raleigh. And then the other town or city are the one you can see, but not, not a normal function. There's just darkness, no power. When the night comes, you see no lights on. At one time, I see people with flashlights. Then how do you charge them? Where do you get battery for them? Because they know more, most businesses are struggling. They can't get supply to them. Most highways are damaged. 
They can't just not pick up the phone that is not working to make the orders anymore. So I noticed that we had to change our life. Three six is what I'm trying to say to you. Our life changes. No functional toilet. My brother insisted. No city water anymore. That's practically what I'm saying to you. No city water. You can open the faucet in your house. Not working. No water coming through. No city water because the city needs have electricity to run the pumps. And even if they have backup batteries only for a few months. So it, it, it's such a chaos, chaotic situation that, we, that, that the country is in, which the church is not going to see much of it, or maybe nothing of it. I mean, I'm trying to still see how much we're going to see, because I don't remember seeing any Christian this morning or any people that I can recognize. It's like the church may see the beginning of it, but then it's taken out of the way. Which is basically what the Lord has been telling his prophet or saying through his prophet. If the church sees some of his judgment, it will be shortly. Because the Lord is already saying, I'm taking my people out of the way. So I'm looking at this dream, at this revelation from the Lord. I'm walking there. I'm looking around. I'm like in the middle of the United States. And I'm looking. I try to, I'm trying to identify exactly what stay I was in, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I had a family, and then the revelation comes, and said, Brother Obi, how do we get to New Jersey? I said, huh? I mean, what, what highway do we need to take? I mean, what, what, what main road do we need to take to get in New Jersey? And I'm looking around, and there's so much damage by the tsunami that I couldn't tell them. And look look, look at another thing. Big mistake in our part. Most of all, we use GPS in our vehicle, right? We use our, either our cell phone when we're trying to get somewhere. Most of the major rules, I don't even remember them. I mean, I remember 95 coming all the way down from Massachusetts to North Carolina to Florida. 95 is, you know, is well known. 84, I believe 82. But I'm saying this, if you have to get there without a GPS, can you get there? I'll be scratching my head out. It's difficult. Especially when the road, the street that we take, main road that we take, are covered by water. And then you have to take other roads. But when you take those other roads, they're supposed to lead you somewhere else another state how do you so you see how complicated it is and that's kind of how life is after the tsunami eastern tsunami it's complicated life becomes very very complicated for the united states so i can see why the lord is speaking to his prophet almost every week now about these judgments that are coming because i believe people don't realize the, the the change of life that these things are going to bring to us. How much is going to change our lives and how much we we will be able to do during this time. Because 
you, I mean, right now, if you have a gas stove or an electrical stove, you can go on and turn it on and cook your food, heat up your meal, whatever. It's easy. Or microwave. You don't have that anymore during this time, during this judgment, or after this judgment. You don't have a microwave you can use. You don't have your fridge won't work anymore. Your beef, your food will go bad. Okay, so look at the change of life right away. You can't use your stove. You can't use your fridge. What do you do now? And it's such a change of life that I saw people struggling, knowing what to do. How do I do this? I mean, you need eyes to preserve your meat. So how do you do it now? How do you preserve your meat? I believe there's another way, and it's using salt. In the olden days, they would put meat like in a bucket, for example. You fill, you put the meat in the bottom, you fill it with salt, with salt you know, great salt, and, and, and you cover it very well, and that will preserve your meat for several days. I don't know how long, but it preserves your meat. Okay, that's one way. Remember that. And you can look it up online and, and research how. It's just, if you have children, if you have a family, in order to say this happens to you, or this happens to our country, then what do you do? You got to have a plan put together. Because what I saw were people struggling, scratching their head, and arguing. At the same time, scared. A lot of people, when they're scared, they argue. The wife is scared. Say, honey, what are we going to do? And the wife, what do I know? I didn't do this. And they get into an argument. And that's not the way to to approach a problem. That is not going to go away right away. It's not like you're going to call FEMA or the federal government and say, hey, you need to help us because, you know, we can't have no food in our fridge. We cannot cook in our stove. Then they're, they're in trouble themselves. Leaders are in trouble. They're, if they're alive, they're trying to survive themselves because they have lost major. Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, all those states are right next to the sea. A tsunami comes, when the tsunami comes from the eastern part of the United States, those are the first place underwater, 100, 200 feet underwater. How much in trouble do you think there will be? Major trouble, my brother and sisters. So now the country is going to have to learn to survive without them, without the leadership that they have now. Which a lot of people say, yeah, will be a great thing, some people will say. Because let's like to do it now. But give you an idea. To give you an idea of the change that is coming. It's severe. It's troublesome like people cannot imagine. And just being there, I mean, it was like in the afternoon, I believe 4, I don't think it was 4 o'clock yet. And then winter's approaching. Okay? I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but it might. It may happen this year. But I knew it was still like summertime. 
because I can see the green grass, the green country, the green land. It was not it was not winter yet, but it was it was before winter. It was like a month before winter. Or, you know, autumn there, which is right there. You can tell that it was still green. And that if we had a month or a month and a half going into winter, then you're thinking, okay, so what do we do now to warm in the winter? We have no electricity, no gas, no wood, no carbon, as we say back in the island. What's the charcoal? So you have to have charcoal now to be able to cook and do all these things. Or, you know, you're going to have to get creative. And there are easy ways for people to live, my brother and sister, there's video online on YouTube, okay? So people who are disconnected from the city, from the way people live today, out in the countryside, who cook with wood and all that stuff, you're going to have to look up those videos and learn, my brother and sister, hallelujah, that brother said he fell off his chair, because that's exactly what the Lord is saying, it's what the Lord is showing us, that it's about to happen, about to, about to, about to, you know what something is about to happen, it's close, it's close, and the Lord said it would happen, and it's about to happen. He said years ago, it will come, my children. It will happen, my children. And now he's saying to his prophet, it's about to happen. Are you ready for for this type of change? This, this is a dramatic change. This is something 360 for our lives, the way we have lived now. And I know some people will say, well, brother, in our state, we, you know, we got solar. We have wind power. You know, we got all these things that we use in our state. But you got to remember that most wind and solar power is connected to the grid. And the problem with that is that when the grid goes down, they go down. They're useful. They're not useful anymore. And I like a Brother Ben suggested to me, I wanted to, I want to have solar. I have some solar, but I'm looking for the Lord made me a promise of a house. And I'm looking forward to that. I want to have solar on my roof. And Brother Brent suggested that we have it on grid and off grid and have battery on them. For the community, here the Lord's leading us to put together also will be the same. Off grid solar, I grid power solar, both. That's what we're planning, my brother and sister. And I tell you, when the Lord showed me back in Massachusetts 14 years ago, the community that we will be putting together, working on it, it was in time, I believe it was after the tsunami I saw it, when I saw it, because I saw the, the destruction by the water of the tsunami. So the Lord is saying all this closed now. And this tsunami is about to hit this nation. Prophecy a few days ago has been that the tsunami is about to hit this nation. And the question is, 
Are we ready for something like this to happen? Because the Lord has said to us that there's no going back. Now, I don't know, sister, if New Hampshire power will be so affected like Massachusetts and other states. It may not be so severely harmed, but it may. Because I know New Hampshire gets their power also from Massachusetts and Maine, or they share power. So if one state is down on power, then the other one may be out too. It just makes life so complicated for everyone, my brother insisted. So this family came to me in the revelation of the Lord this morning and said, Brother Elvin, uh, can you can you point to us the way we're going north by going to New Jersey? Can you point to us? And I believe what the Lord was showing me through this family this morning was that so far we've been dependent on GPS to get it everywhere. We we have our phone, we put on the GPS, and we get there. That's how far we've been. But what the Lord was showing me is, my son, very soon, my people won't have GPS anymore. So you have to learn how to get to places without a GPS. Years ago, he showed me that when the eastern tsunami will hit afterward, I saw myself with a map on my hand on how to get to places. I had a map. I was looking at main road, main road, with a map. Even though the road was destroyed and we could not get there on vehicle, we had to walk most of the time. We we had to use a map. And so this morning teaching to me and the people is that we we live in the eastern part of the United States, North Carolina. Most North Carolina will be damaged. Not as not so much as for where we are. Raleigh, Charlotte all major cities will be damaged by the water. Atlanta, Washington, all those states will be completely damaged. And then all tower cell phones are useless. Landline phones are useless. No internet. Computers are useless. So then what do you do? Okay. For some reason, I was thinking last night, so how am I going to do the Lord's Hour? But it was like the Lord was having a conversation with me. You are bound not to do the Lord's Hour anymore. That's not going, you won't be able to do it anymore. In the regard of not having internet anymore, no no cell phone, nothing, but be working. So you won't have to do it. Okay. So, please prepare. Please do prepare. Of course, they can take everything into prayer. But I'm not the only one that I'm speaking about these things. The Lord has said it to other prophets about this judgment. They're practically here. I, I, I know I had a video, or I have a video, of the Eastern Tsunami online. Let me see. And I tell you, the warning of the Lord, my brother and sister, has been very, very strong in regard to this judgment. 
my brother and sister. Hallelujah. We have to get ready. We we have to be prepared with however we can. My brother and sister, however you can prepare yourself, prepare yourself. Don't leave it. Hallelujah. Don't leave it for for Hallelujah, another day. Like some people say, oh, you know, we'll leave it for uh, another day because you don't want to be caught unaware, unprepared. Because basically that's what's going to happen to a lot of people. They'll be caught unprepared. They, 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 they won't know what to do. You know, they'll be wondering, so what do I do now? And then your family depending on you, your children depending on you to cook a meal for them, to put food on the table. Okay, and as parents, my brother and sister, as parents, it's nothing worse than not being able to to tell your children, uh, you know, that there's nothing you can do. Nothing worse than telling your children that that this was coming and there's nothing you can do. Or you have you have to have a meal for them. You have to you have to be able to 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 cook for them. So you have to get creative is what I'm trying to say. As a parent, be creative and understand the God said these things were coming, they're going to come. And now he's saying they're about to happen. They're going to happen. My brother insisted. Whether a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, they've been talking about these things for years and nothing has happened. You will always have people mark, mocking and criticizing and saying that they heard it for years and nothing happened. Because everything is in God's timing. Throughout the Bible from the beginning, Everything that God has said has come to pass in his timing. When God told Noah to prepare an ark and for where, for, from where him and his family will be saved, um, you notice that Noah began to prepare not knowing when. And that's basically where we are. We, we need to prepare for something that God has told us was coming. Not knowing when, but we know it's close. That we know. We know it's close. We know it's coming, my brother and sister. And God wants us to be wise as a bride. Not thinking that we're not going to live this, we're not going to experience this. We are going to, my brother and sister, experience much of this. The part is, when we do, the question is, when we do, are we ready? Are we prepared? Do we have what we need? Do we have the extra food and the extra clothing that Joseph in Egypt put away? He put away the extra food, the extra supplies, so when the famine will come, it will it will not be it will not destroy the people, the family that will have to eat. Because we all have to eat. 
the question is, we need to eat with what we save. And of course, God will provide, yes. God will do miracles. He always uh, He always will, my brother insisted. But we got to remember that with God, obedience is better than sacrifice. He's asking us now to be obedient, my brother and sister. Be obedient to him. He's speaking to us through his prophet, my servant prophet, my brother and sister. Because he, he, he knew that a lot of people would not listen. He knew. Another thing, thank you, sister, the three days of darkness that are, that are about to come. You know, that, those, those are other things that will come, I believe, afterward. But, and it, I believe it will, it will come afterward, because that's when the Lord showed me that after the tsunami came to Florida at that time, then it was like the next day, the three days of judgment, immediately. And that was surprising to me, my brother and sister. But God said it would happen. And whatever God says it will happen, it's going to happen. We can be sure that it's going to happen. Here, I'm going to play the audio of when I was talking about the, the Eastern Tsunami back in 2017. My brother and sister, hallelujah. God told us it was coming. It's going to come. Now it's about to happen. And what I experienced this morning really Really, I felt it that it's practically here. Okay, it's practically here. Sharon, are we ready? Are we prepared for such a major destruction upon our land, upon our country? Look at the problem we're having now. Oil prices are going back up again. Food prices are going back up again. All that, to me, will be nothing for what is about to happen. My brother insisted. So we just need to be ready with the Lord because I believe a lot of people will give up on God, will get angry of God and say, God, why did you allow this? Even though God's been saying to his prophet, it's coming, it's about to happen, a lot of people will get angry and will stop praying, will stop fasting, will stop seeking God, will stop believing the word. You can read that in Revelation. When the great tribulation is going, all the judgment is going on. People are mad at God, angry. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Here's what I said back in. Mighty Jesus. Mighty Yeshua. Mighty Jehoshua. Mighty Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What an awesome God. What a great God we serve. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. We thank you, mighty Lord. We thank you, mighty God. Shalom, shalom. My brothers and sisters, welcome to the Lord's Tower. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here to share his word and his revelation. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to begin in Luke 21. Praise you, Lord. Praise
praise to God. And then we're going to go from, from, from the end to the beginning, and then to the beginning to the end. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise to God. God is so awesome. God is so great. Such a, such a great God we serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Luke 21, 17, and says, And ye should be hated for, by all men for my name's sake, but that you're not a hair of your head perish. Thank you, Lord. And your patience possesses your soul. Verse 20, And when ye should see Jerusalem compassed with army, then know that the desolation there is nigh. Verse 21, Let them that are in Judea flee to the mountain, and let them that are in the midst Hallelujah, it is the part out. Let not them that are in the country enter into. You know, if you if you consider what Jesus is saying there in verse 21, you find out that he's given them a wisdom advice that when you see these things happening, hallelujah, do not try, do not try to enter in. Flee from Judea. These are a part of Israel that will be mostly attacked. If Israel will go to war with any nation, these parts, Judea, hallelujah, you will be better off fleeing to the mountain, to have them, to have the mountain as a, as a protection in your life if you, if you are in Judea. And let them that are in the midst, in the middle of the city or in the middle of the country, depart out. Go to the outside part and not let them that are in the country enter in. If you're already in the outside in the outer age where the mountains are, don't try to go back to the middle of the city, Jerusalem, because the missile will be heading right to the middle. It's what God is saying. You'll be better off in the outside, verse 22. For these are the, the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. God is teaching the people that will be in Jerusalem and the, and the great tribulation. He's given them, as people read the Bible, I, I, I'm pretty sure God will begin to enlighten them, especially those that will, those that will be in Jerusalem when they see the word, uh, the word, the, the Psalm 83 word uh, began to happen. The rabbis have been looking for that. The people in Israel have been looking for that. Hallelujah. Uh, some people call it World War III, uh, which is, I don't believe it is. It is just the Psalm 83 where Jesus Christ himself will fight with the Jewish army. And God has shown this to me. Praise the Lord. But it's, God says that these, for these are the days of vengeance. It is God taking vengeance upon Israel's enemy. That's why God is going to allow them to come in and to begin to launch their missile against Jerusalem because God wants them to begin first. Because he's a righteous judge. He's not going to judge the nation unless they go ahead and rise against Jerusalem, Israel. So in the moment they begin to do this, immediately they become under judgment, and God will begin to destroy them. Then all things which are written may be fulfilled. See, the word of God has to come to pass. God said that they will be doing this through his prophet in the last days. So God will be looking for them to do this. And the moment they begin to bombard Jerusalem, Israel, immediately God will intervene and begin to destroy them. And the people will not say, why, why is God destroying these nations that are coming against Israel? Okay. Beforehand, no, God's going to let them come into the land. God's going to let them come into the land. It's like when you read Revelation 20, the devil will come and camp the holy city of God, 
okay, after he released for a thousand years, he goes to God and Mega to the four corners of the earth, to God of them to come to the battle, okay, against the holy city of God, Jerusalem. And in the moment they are camping, their feet are in the land, and they're ready to launch the missile and bomb against Jerusalem. Fire comes from heaven and consume them. God's going to let the devil, God's going to let his enemy do what they're going to do, get to the land, holy land, to do this, like he's going to put a hook on the Antichrist in these last days, bring him, having come to the holy land, and the moment he stepped on the holy land, what did God say to Moses? Remove your sandal, the land that you stand as holy. They're not going to remove their shoes, their boots, the military boots. They're going to come in dressed as a soldier with the military boots, that, which they're not going to remove. And then the moment they step in that holy land, judgment come upon their head. Oh, God, have mercy. If they only knew the word, if they only could understand the Bible. Thank you, Lord. Verse 23. But woe unto them, Luke uh, 21, 23, that I with a child unto them that give sock in those days, for there should be a great distress in the land and wrap upon this people. Judgment will be upon their head. The moment they step in the holy land, huh, judgment will be upon their head. They, can, they will not escape. They cannot even turn back. That's how serious God is. That's how angry Father is. They cannot even turn back to the U.S. or back to Germany, back to England, back to China, back to Japan. That will be the last move this generation is going to make, brothers and sisters, because the word of God will have to be fulfilled. God's going to kill each and one of them. Revelation 19, he calls all the verse of the year to come and eat the flesh of the cat and great and small. All of them are going to be slaughtered by God right there. And he calls all the verse of the year to come and eat their flesh. They're not going to escape. Hallelujah. Luke 21, 24. And they shall, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword. <laughs> Revelation 19, he that comes on the white horse, he comes ready to make war. To come, he comes ready to slaughter them. God's going to slaughter the army. God is going to slaughter humanity that he himself has made. Why? Because of their sins and their disobedience, their blindness to the holy things of God, to God's people. They shall fall by the sword of the edge and shall be led away captive and Hallelujah. And shall be led away captive into all nations. Every single nation is going to participate. Every single nation army will be destroyed. They're not going to escape. God's not going to let them escape. Huh. Praise you, Lord. Once that fish gets into that net, or once that fish gets, in, gets into that hook, that's it. He cannot escape. Thank you, Lord. In Jerusalem, to be thrown by, <clears throat> excuse me, in Jerusalem shall be thrown down by the Gentile until the time of the Gentile will be fulfilled. Jerusalem, hallelujah, is going to come under the control of the Gentile's nation, under the control of, of the United States, under the control of China, into the control of Japan, into the control of Germany, into the con under the control of Russia. All the UN nations will have control of Jerusalem, brothers and sisters, according to the Bible. Hallelujah. Jerusalem, specifically Jerusalem. And there's a reason why they're coming against Jerusalem, because it's a city, it's a city of Christ. It's a city of God. It's a city of God, the Bible says. It's a city of the Lord. And they want to have that power. 
They want to have that control, and that is totally disobedient. Hallelujah. That is, hallelujah, they're making a statement against the creator. And that's why the creator has said it this way through his prophet. And none of them, and I'm going to bring you through the Old Testament and show you that through the Old Testament, the old prophet, God has said this, that they will not escape. Not even one country will escape, brothers and sisters. And shall be trodden down by the Gentile until the time of the Gentile be fulfilled. God is giving all the Gentile nation a time, a time. And it's called a seven in the book of Daniel, a, a three and a half and three and a half year of seven great year of tribulation, brothers and sisters. That is the only time God has given them. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Because God rested. God finished all his work on the seventh. He's going to finish it. Hallelujah. Just as he said in the beginning, he finished his work in seven, at the seventh day. God rested from his work. That's the beginning of the thousand-year reign with Christ. There's nothing new under the sun, remember. Verse 25. And there should be a sign in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. We should be looking for the sign. Why, why are we looking for the sign and the sun and the moon and the stars? The sun, the moon, and the stars are giving us signs that this is about to happen. How do we know, Brother Elby? Look what scientists are saying. Hallelujah. The solar flare, the solar flare, the change in the moons, the stars falling, stars falling. Look at all this clear sign that God has given through nature, that God has given through NASA with, a, with those great telescopes that they can see the solar flare, they can see the change in the moon, they can see the, star, the stars falling. These signs are clear today with the technology we have today, brothers and sisters, happening. Hallelujah. Right before our eyes. So God said there should be sign in the sun and the moon and in the stars. Three specific Places, if we can call it, that we can look to for these signs. We can look through NASA's study of the moon, of the sun, and of the stars. And we can see the changes. Hallelujah. Space is changing. Hallelujah. And upon the earth, the stress amongst the nation. Now, if, you, if it's hard for you to follow the sun, the moon, and the stars, then follow the stress upon the earth. What, hear what the nations are saying against nations. Look how the nation is, is getting prepared for a nuclear war bro, against each other. They're about to bomb each other with nuclear weapons, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And then a nuclear weapon, it don't matter how small Korea, North Korea is. It don't matter how small the nation is. Once a nuclear bomb goes off, that is the end of all story. No one has control of a nuclear weapon. None. No one has control of it. And then the moment it explodes, that's the end of the story. No matter who's in the sea, if it's the U.S., Russia, West, or China, they will be gone. They, they will be destroyed. Their vessel, or their arm will be destroyed. No one can escape a nuclear weapon. So it's a nonsense of them to try to bomb each other with nuclear weapons, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. But God says, and upon the earth, distress among the nation. Now, the stress upon is on the earth, in which nation coming against nation, as Jesus said in Matthew 24, and with perplexity, the sea and the way roaring. Now, that is great tsunami in the horizon. You hear that every time there's an earthquake, great tsunami are being announced that are coming to the land. Hallelujah. With great, with perplexity, where clearly 
uh, understood it clearly view because you see those maps and the weather station. You can see uh, they measure the way they measure. Hallelujah! The 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 wave of, of the tsunami, uh, the wave of the earthquake, and they 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 be able to tell how high it is, brothers and sisters. The degree of the damage that it can cause. All these things are very clearly. So God is pointing out the technology in the last day. That perplexity is what is being revealed clearly to see. The seed and the way roaring, roaring sounds. And everyone will tell you that before there's a great tsunami, there is a great sound, a great, great roar, like a lion. Okay, like a lion. It's, it's coming out and people can hear them. And that is a, a, a specific or a, a, a clear sign that a mighty tsunami is about to hit. God's been speaking to uh, Brother Ephraim and many other prophets that this meteor is about to hit the earth, brothers and sisters. I've been getting Ephraim email and I've been reading it. God is urging the nation, especially the nation of Puerto Rico, the nation of the United States and the rest of the nation, that a mighty, mighty tsunami is about to hit. Yesterday morning, the Lord showed me a tsunami ha hit the United States of America. This is a warning that I'm giving out tonight. I saw the great damage that this tsunami that is about to hit the United, the eastern part of the USA. I'm talking from Florida all the way to Maine. There was such a mess in each one of the states. They were all practically destroyed. Millions have lost their lives, according to what I saw. It was mud everywhere, yellow mud everywhere. Upon where they're supposed to be city, the house were wiped out by this great, large tsunami. Hallelujah. I believe that this meteor that Ephraim is talking about, brothers and sisters, it, it has to do, it has to do, hallelujah, this meteor will cause this great tsunami. I don't see any other way possible. But God showed this to me. And, and the question that the Lord was answering me yesterday morning by showing me this large tsunami hitting the eastern part of the United States, brothers and sisters, was the question whether we are going to see judgment comes before we are raptured. And the Lord's answer was yes, yes, yes. And I'm sorry for those that disagree with me, but that's why we take things in prayer to the Lord and we wait to hear from him. Shalom, Sister Sanjay. It is very, very important that if we disagree on something that God has told us, we take it in prayer, brothers and sisters, and in fasting, and we seek the Lord to lead us, to reveal to us, to tell us how are these things are going to come about. We don't know. Remember that we are his servants. We don't know the outcome. We don't know. We don't know the timing, brothers and sisters. We may know the season by the word, but we don't know the timing. And we know this is the season. We've been waiting because God has been warning us that these things are about to take place. But none of us can point out a finger and say, it's going to happen this month. It's going to happen this day. It's going to happen this hour. We're all waiting on God. He has the ultimate power. To cause all this thing. So the Lord was confirming to me that yes, we're going to see this before we are taking home. We are taking home in the rapture, brothers and sisters. I believe this is the judgment here. Show me up in Massachusetts. 
hallelujah, that he's going to use to awaken the sleeping bride. There is a sleeping bride that as Jesus will come today, she will not be ready to go home because she's sleeping. Everything is great. Everything is wonderful, brothers and sisters. And people are not underneath crying out to God because they have the abundance they want, they need. Hallelujah. But God is going to take away the comfort, what their comfort is on their food and all that stuff. And God's going to make it very uncomfortable for them. Okay, and have them turn back to him. It's what God wants to do. He wants to have them turn back to him, humble themselves before his, 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 hallelujah, their face, and seek him. Seek the Lord with all their heart, not their own understanding. Problem if you have a lot of people living on their own understanding, that will bring confusion. Because it's not what God is saying, it's what they understand to know. Okay, and that's what we mostly hear a lot of times, human understanding. And so everyone is leaning on their own understanding, but the Bible said we should not, should not. We to seek the Lord to lead us, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. God have mercy. Thank you, Lord. So all these things, hallelujah, are about to begin. Verse 26, men's heart will fail them. Here's the problem. Hallelujah. Our understanding can fail us. Our understanding can fail us. Our body can fail us. Now, also, our heart can fail us. Imagine people trusting on what they don't understand with their heart. Now, not remembering that their heart can fail them. Their understanding can fail them. Their feet can fail them. They can fall down. Brothers and sisters, their car can fail them. Their home can fail them. Their AC, their heater can fail them. Everything down here fell us, brothers and sisters, including our own heart. Our own heart. That's even more than all things God said through the prophet Ezekiel. So we have to be very careful. Verse 20 says, men's heart will fail them for fear, hallelujah, for fear, fear will get hold of them. No wonder the devil uses so much fear to make people's heart fail them. That sounds to me like heart attack. There's a lot of people having heart attack. It's one of the, one of the uh, deadly causes around the world, heart attack. Hallelujah. Men's heart will fail them for fear and for looking upon those things which are coming upon the earth. So, you see, men will be standing looking at these things, many of them because they're not right with God. Their heart will fail them. Hallelujah. For the power of heaven to be shaken. This is when Satan and his demons are cast out of the heavenly places. Hallelujah. And that's the beginning of the great tribulation. That's when the great tribulation, God has shown me, will begin when all these demons are thrown down back to the earth again. God's not going to leave them in the heavenly places. They're going to be cast out very soon, brothers and sisters. And that's also in the word. And so when they're cast out, hallelujah, and men began to see all these things happening that they never seen before, and like it will never be again. That's the great tribulation. Hallelujah. Their heart will begin to fail them for the fear and looking upon those things which are coming upon the earth, for the power of the heavens shall be taken, shaken, shaken, shaken. God is going to shake all things, brothers and sisters. God is going to shake all things. Verse 27. And then shall they that see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. You see that that's the end of the, of the seven year tribulation? Because God rested on the seventh day. It's at the seventh day when he finished all his work. This one, God says, enough. It is done. It is fulfilled. That's the final word of God out of Jesus. It's done. It is fulfilled. That's it. Verse 28, and when these things began to come to pass, 
then look up and lift up your head, for your redemption draweth nigh. Well, we, we already seeing this is why our redemption has drawn nigh. It's so close now. Because we already began to see, brothers and sisters, most of these things right in front of our eyes, brothers and sisters. This is why we know it's so close. Because a lot of people say, but how do you know things are so close? Well, uh, Jesus has given us, hallelujah, the word to study or the, or the understanding to know how close these things are. Because, hallelujah, praise your Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why our redemption is so nigh and so close? Because most of these things, rumors of war, are all, are all happening every day in front of us. Nation coming against nation. Those signs in the sun and the moon and in the stars. All these things are happening today. Are having happening in these past months and past year. So this is why we know we're so nice, we're so close for Jesus to take us on, the bride of Christ. Brothers and sisters, the tribulation people, the tribulation saints, they have a seven year to look for, forward. They have a timing that they can say, well, God says in the book of Daniel, it's seven years, once they end the seven year tribulation. But with the bride of Christ has to follow the sign of the sun, the sign of the moon, the sign of the star, the distress on the earth, nation coming against nation. We have our sign. We're looking for our sign that we see happening every day that that tells us clearly that Jesus is about to return. Clear understanding, church, church everywhere in Asia, church in the Philippines, hallelujah, church around the world have the clear understanding that Jesus is about to come because they can read Matthew 24, Luke 20, 21, and read, and read the, the, hallelujah, what the Lord said that we will see before his coming, and all the signs are there. Got to follow the signs. And the Bible says, look up, look up, lift up your, eye, your head. Look up and lift up your head. I don't know how much time you spend looking up or lifting up your head to the cloud. You, you may, you may want to put a, a chair on your porch or on your, outside your house and sit back and begin to look up to the cloud. You may want to buy yourself a telescope and begin to tilt your head up. And just look to the cloud. You may need to do that. You may need to take notes of the things you see. I just saw today, hallelujah, that it was a sign in the cloud, a clear sign in the cloud, hallelujah. It looks like a falling star again, like the one that I just had in Russia the other day. It just happened today, and someone caught it on camera and put it on YouTube. It is so clear, so clear. And he said, well, how can people not see this? Things are happening, brothers and sisters. And people all over the world are capturing on camera and putting it on YouTube for people to see. The signs are clear. The signs are very clear, brothers and sisters. So lift up, uh, look up and lift up your head, the Bible says, for your redemption draw nine. Verse 29. And he spoke to them in a parable. Hallelujah. A parable is another form of understanding that God will speak to us. Uh, and it said it's in an imaging way of speaking. Hallelujah. Oh, in a, in a in an imaging is what I have in mind. Behold the fig tree and all the tree. And in other words, using something simple, something that is related to us since we're born, since we're little. A parable is an excellent way teacher to teach a message to someone. Behold the fig tree that the, the disciple were related to the fig tree in Jerusalem, and all the tree. 
hallelujah, in all the tree, not just the fig tree, because a lot of people say, but fig tree are mostly in Jerusalem. Well, we, we, yeah, we may not have them in the U.S. or around the world, but you know what? We have the rest of the trees, that Jesus said, in all the trees, all the trees. So if you don't have the fig tree where you live, you, have a, you may have other trees that you can look at and see the reaction on nature, how things are changing quickly. Brothers and sisters, he spoke to them in a parable, behold, the fig tree and all the tree. That's Luke 21, 29, in case you're wondering. Thank you, Lord. Verse 30. But when now had a tutor forth, me tutor for ye to see and know of your own self that summer now, hallelujah, now night at hand. So the trees will give you a sign, and this is how we know that summers are close because you got the flowers in April, brothers and sisters, and the flower that before, hallelujah, the fruit. Before you get the fruit, you get the flower. And uh, when you get the, the flower, you get the fruit. And the fruit began to grow. We are fruit in God, brothers and sisters. The, the flower is a sign of men's glory. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, okay? So you'll see men's glory, hallelujah, they're either going to be fruitful or they're going to fall. You got two ways. The flower can be fruitful, and the the flower can can can, hallelujah, can fall down, brothers and sisters. Not every not every flower will be a fruit. The planet God is for everyone to be a fruit, but some will will be a fruit, and some will fall down. Someone will go bad. Someone will damage, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. And for the harvest, for the harvest to be ready, this process has to go through. We have to go through testing and trial. We as a flower in God, our glory has to be Jesus. Because if our glory is money, that's why the glory of man is like a flower. That is one day and one day is gone. It's gone. It's gone, says Proverbs. So our glory has to be Jesus. Because our glory will never fade out. If our glory is Jesus, as a flower, we will never fade out. We will never die. But if our glory is money, if our glory is power, if our glory is something else but than God, hallelujah, we won't be fruitful. Our fruit will never come out. God meant for us to be fruitful. God meant for us to be fruitful. So this is one of the signs that we follow. Are we being fruitful or we are being damaged to die away? Praise your Lord. God don't want either, either either one for us to be. God wants us to be fruitful and multiply. That was the message in the garden. Be fruitful and multiply. Not just be fruitful, but multiply. Praise the Lord. Praise your God. Lead others to Christ. That's the multiplication of God. Verse 31. So likewise, ye, when you see these things come to pass, know ye, that the kingdom of God is nine a hand. Praise your Lord. Praise your God. In Second Thess- uh, first, Second Thessalonians 2, you read that, be careful with those that say that the kingdom of God is a hand in regard to the Antichrist. And people tend to have a, a, a not a right understanding of the warning that they get in there because it says, I'm going to go there quickly and just show you what I mean, to, what I say when I'm in. When I say that uh, Second Thessalonians verse two, this one to read this for it because a lot of people ha- don't have a clear understanding what the whining of the apostle Paul. Hallelujah! It's in Second Thessalonians two. It says that ye be not uh, soon, 
shaken in mind or in trouble, neither by spirit, neither by word, nor by letter as it was from us, that the day of Christ is at hand. Praise the Lord. And, and, and the understanding that a lot of people will have is all these preachers that are always talking that the day of Christ is at hand, you got to be careful with those people. And, and then they take the word and they tell the people, don't, don't listen to those that are always saying that the coming of the Lord is at hand. You can look at the warning here to be careful with those people. And that's not the understanding that God meant for people to have. The understanding that God, that God wanted people to have is that we need to have peace in the Lord. That we don't seek the peace of the world. We seek the peace of Jesus that comes only from the Lord and not from men. But these people use this verse to tell the churches, the mega churches, and, and the people around and tell them, oh, Lord, be careful with those preachers that said that the coming of the Lord is at hand. Because they're, they're going to confuse your spirit. They're going to trouble you. They're, they're going to have you. They're going to have you wandering nowhere. Okay? And that's, that's not the message. The message is, for us to have peace in the Lord, knowing that the coming of the Lord is at hand, then we hold on to the Lord. We seek the Lord. We repent daily. We come to the Lord for help, knowing that without Jesus, there's nothing we can do, brothers and sisters. That's what it is. When you see these things coming, we hang on to the Lord even more. Praise you, Lord. And then verse 3 tells you even more clear. Let no man deceive you by any means, for the day shall not come unless there come a departure. Another the King James says, falling away. But it's actually the passion. It is a word for rapture. It's a similar word for rapture. But the departure, if you take a plane from one country to another or from a state for another, when you go to that room to wait for, for, for your plane to leave, it's called the passion. The word the passion comes from that original English word, old word, to leave or about to leave. So the departure is leaving. So that's the room that you need to go to wait for your plane. It's come from that old English word, the pastor, brothers and sisters. If, if you go to one of the waiting rooms and it says falling away, you're not going to get on that plane because you, you know it means falling away. It's falling down. The plane is going to fall. You go to the, the pastor about to leave, to leave. Praise your Lord. So please don't let no one confuse you. Confusion with their human understanding. Hallelujah. Trusting on their own understanding because that is what's leading a lot of people away from Christ. A lot of people away from the truth. Gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be careful, brothers and sisters. If you're not sure about something, then take it in prayer. Commit your life to fasting and prayer before the Lord and get into the Word, and the Lord will lead you. The Holy Spirit will lead you to all truth. He will let you know what is of God and what is not of God, because everything that is of God is clear. There's no confusion in God. Confusion doesn't come from God, brothers and sisters. So please don't be confused. If you don't understand a word as God's Ask God for wisdom, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Ask God for wisdom. Again, verse 3 there in Second Thessalonians 2, And the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That is a clear revelation of Revelation 13, the beast. Hallelujah. The beast that the dragon gives all his power to. And all this event, it will be an event that will happen during the seven years tribulation. This is not going to happen before. God can reveal us through dream and revelation the beast who the man is right now, brothers and sisters. But praise your Lord, the revelation of the beast that will be revealed will happen in the great tribulation, not before, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. 
Thank you, Jesus. So be careful, please. If you don't understand something, if you don't understand something, don't preach it. The problem with people is that they read something in the Word they don't understand, and they go ahead and preach it. No, 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 no. If you don't understand something, don't preach it. Don't preach it to nobody. Don't you be a tool of confusion for no one's life. Remember that God's going to call us into account one day, okay? And you don't want to be called into an account for preaching you something you did not understand and confusing the life of, the life of someone else. No. If we don't understand something, we have the Lord to lead us. We have the Holy Spirit to lead us to all truth. Brothers and sisters, praise your Lord. If you don't understand it, please be careful because when God calls you into an account, shalom, Sister Renee. It's, 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 hallelujah. You will be before God, you yourself, standing before Father, and you're going to have to give him an account for, for what you have done if you confuse someone. We're not here for that. I told people right from the beginning, I'm not here to confuse you. I'm here to, com- to, to share with you what Jesus has revealed to me over the years, that Jesus came to me one time and told me to lead his people to share his word because he will use them to bring them in the rapture, to bring people in the rapture. And that's my hope that more people are brought up in the rapture. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, going back to Luke 22, 32. Verily I said unto you, the Lord Jesus speaking, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Now, a lot of people since the 50 has, has been calling themselves the, the, the generation that will be going home in the rapture. Praise you, Lord. I will say yes. Hallelujah. But it don't mean that people will remain alive. And I tell you why. Because the dead in Christ will be risen first. So they will be, they can be either dead in Christ or they can be those that remain alive that will be caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the cloud. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 4.16 and on. So you can, e- you can either be both. Now, in this great tsunami that the Lord showed me yesterday morning that's going to hit the eastern part of the United States from Florida all the way to Maine, brothers and sisters, where it seems to me like millions are going to lose their life very clearly. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God have mercy. God, may God have mercy. Hallelujah. That's why I have to come on today and share God's word, because what is about to transpire, what is about to come, we have to announce it. We have to raise our shofar. We have to raise our voice as a warning to the nation for people to know and understand that God's judgment is about to fall on the land. It's about to come. Hallelujah, that some, hallelujah, that many lives may repent, that many will turn back to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord, and will repent. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Gino, in my revelation yesterday morning, Brother Gino, hallelujah, came from, uh, hallelujah, Greenboro, North, North Carolina, up to Asheville, or up to the southern part of Asheville, North Carolina, right here where we are. We are in the west part of Asheville, North Carolina. And Brother Gino came out from Greenboro, North Carolina, and he practically came up with his wife, his, his daughter and son walking, walking up here. And he said, Brother Elvi, we need your help. We need you and your family to come down and help some of the family that we know that are, that after, it was after the tsunami. I saw all the damage that the tsunami had caused. It came up here to the mountain, got to a certain level of the mountain. It did not, it did not hit Asheville. Brothers and sisters, did not hit Asheville. Hallelujah. But all the houses up there down to Greenboro, hallelujah, 
Charlotte, North Carolina were gone. They were gone. Very few were standing in Greenboro. But hallelujah, Charlotte, North Carolina, part that are closer to the sea, hallelujah, was a thousand waste tsunami where were gone. They were gone. And he was telling me, Brother Elvie, we barely made it. Our home barely stood. But everything else, we, we barely, hallelujah, we barely made it out of our house. We lost everything we had. And we came up here, Brother Elvie, because we need your help. There are other families stranded out in all the mud. And, and I said, Brother, I don't know how far we can make it in my truck down there. Let me tell you that I have a, a Nissan Titan truck that Jesus has given me. And I wanted to trade a truck, maybe get something better. It's a 2008 truck. Jesus told me, Jesus came to me one time last year, no, a little bit over two years ago, and says to me, brothers and sisters, not to sell this truck. This truck belonged to a Christian man of, of the Lord. And the Lord made it possible for me to get this truck. He made it possible. I had no idea, but it was all the Lord. And Jesus spoke to me. Jesus was standing to me in the vision of the Lord. And Jesus specifically, brothers and sisters, came to, to talk to me about this truck over two years, two, two, two years, three months ago, and told me not to sell this truck, not to sell it. Hallelujah. Because he said, I would need it to help others, he said. I would need it to help others. And then he began to show me the, the destruction that will come upon this land at the eastern part that comes from Florida all the way to Maine, how this part will be affected so highly that I will have to move in the truck and get some, some of his people, help some of his people, brothers and sisters. So I said, okay, Lord, hallelujah, I won't do it. I won't do it. People in Maryland and Washington, D.C. are in great danger. I hope God is speaking to them to get out. People in New Jersey, People in the lower Manhattan are in great dangerous. I, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. You are in great dangerous. People in Florida are in great dangerous. I don't know how far up Florida state will this thousand-way tsunami will come, but I believe most of all Florida is going to come under this great tsunami. Unless you are ready to die and go home with Jesus, I'm going to tell you this. Unless the Lord has told you to stay right where you are and you're ready to die and go home with the Lord, you stay where you are. If the Lord has told you to stay. But if not, if the Lord has told you to move and leave, you've got to leave. You've got to move. You've got to move. I am very serious. The Lord is very serious. What he showed me yesterday morning was an answer to prayer. He was asking the Lord to please give me a confirmation of what he had told me that we, the bride, were going to see this before we go home. And the confirmation was very clear. I had a clear understanding. This is why I have to be careful what other people are saying. And the Lord is not disagreeing with what he has said through Winds of Prophecy, Healer 7, and many others. None of our words contradict each other. They are the same word of the judgment that is about to begin. For there are a few that disagree with us, and I will urge you to be careful. Pray and fast before you tell people that the bride of Christ is not going to see no signs before it gets taken home, because I tell you this, you are misleading God's children, and you're going to have to answer to the Lord. The Lord Jesus loves his people, 
and woe to them that will make one of his little ones fall. Don't tell people something you're not sure about it. Pray about it. Pray and seek the Lord. I tell you this, don't play with nobody's salvation. This is a warning. Don't play with other people's salvation. You need to make sure from the Lord that you are hearing from the Lord before you warn anyone. If you're not sure, don't warn them until you hear the Lord gives you, gives, to give you a confirmation. Very important. Thank you, Lord. I fear for those that are misleading God's people. But praise God that God has his people, hallelujah, his prophet leading his people, and they are speaking his word. Thank you, Lord. So in this mighty tsunami that I saw yesterday, that all those people had lost their life and those homes were not able to stand. I mean, think about it. What logic. How can anyone swim, swim in over 100 feet of water, in the water moving at a speed that you have no control over? Even in a boat will be impossible. So you, you got to think, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, you got to really think with logic. Just 100 feet of water moving in a fast pace, in a fast speed, where you have no control, your life is a 99, chances of you living are 99.999%. .99 Only by a miracle of God will you live. Imagine the rest of these people that are overweight and don't know how to swim. And I'm sorry that I had to say it this way, but I have to bring some logic into people just so they can have a, a, an understanding of what God is saying to us, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And so we, we got in our truck, and we could only drive so far. The rest was marked that will go uh, beyond your, 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 under your waist. The mud was high in some part. The road was damaged. We, we could not move. So we had to walk for a few miles, and then we were so tired, brothers and sisters, that we stopped to, to stay there for the rest of the night. Hallelujah. And it was terrible, I tell you, it was terrible to walk in that mud. We were so tired, and I was like, I don't know how much we can help these people. I've been talking about this with Brother Ben, how much we can help these people. God uh, may want us to help them, and because the Lord had told this to me before, uh, and, and he would want us to help us, but Brother Ben is telling me, Brother Elvie, we, we have to let the water settle. We have to let the water settle down. And then we can go ahead and decide to go help these people. Because we're not, we don't have a helicopter. We're really not in condition to go out and help people uh, the way we should, like FEMA and all the other, other people. So if the government is going to be struggling themselves, and they're not going to be able to help our people, how can we, in the condition we are in, hallelujah, with a limited supply we have, we're going to help these people. And so I got to be clear with you, brothers and sisters. If you are in the way of this tsunami, you 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 got to make your peace with God. You you got to be walking very tight with the Lord right now, very close with the Lord. Because if you die, you'll go home with the Lord. Now, the Lord gave out a word. I don't know if it was Healer 7 or Winds of Prophecy, that he will be taking some of his children home early. Some of his children home early. That means that there will be many dying Many dying in this tsunami that are Christian that I will be going home with the Lord. Remember the word of the Lord. I, I don't want you to be afraid. What I want you to be is entrusting the Lord. That's what I want you to do. I want you to trust Jesus, okay, that, yes, the Lord is giving out this warning, but you got to put your trust in the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. Remember the word of the Lord through the, through the prophet, through the apostle Paul, in 1, 1 Thessalonians 4, 14. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, will God bring with him those also who sleep in Jesus. So, whether we live or die, we are of the Lord, the Bible says. Whether you, you sleep in the Lord, whether the Lord takes you home early in this mighty tsunami that is coming, okay, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of God taking you home early. Just have the peace of the Lord. Tell the Lord to give you his peace. For you to have peace to go home early if you are in the way of this tsunami. Hallelujah. Not one hair of us is the title of this message will perish. Okay, but that should not a hair of your head perish. Not one hair will perish. I want to, I want to tell you ahead of time before I continue to share about the tsunami that this is not about fear. This is not about me bringing fear into your life. This is about me sharing what the Lord God Almighty is revealing to me to share with his people. Praise the Lord that they need to be warned. They need to be warned that these things are about to happen and that we need to be ready. We need to be ready with the Lord, that whether we live or die, we will be with the Lord. This is what's important, that if you die in the tsunami, you will be with the Lord. You will go to heaven. You will sleep in Jesus. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid. You just need to be close with the Lord. It's what I meant to say to you. Don't let fear get the whole best part of you. Verse 15. For then we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not proceed to those that are asleep. There are people that will not sleep, okay, that will remain alive. The Lord will keep them alive because he has a purpose with us. He's keeping me alive. He brought me up here to the mountain to be safe and protected, brothers and sisters, to be safe and protected. Up here in the mountain, brothers and sisters, from this tsunami that the Lord knew for a long time that it was coming, brothers and sisters. So what I want to say to you is you may not remain alone until Jesus comes. You may probably go home before. Yes, but don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. This is very important. Verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. You who die first, you who go home with the Lord first, I want to tell you this. I don't want to stop to answer questions right now. I'm so sorry, but I'm focusing on what the Lord revealed to me yesterday morning. This is very important that I share this message. I cannot stop now and answer questions. Please, 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 please. This is very important that I keep sharing. I don't want to forget anything about what the Lord showed me yesterday morning. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God, because this is a message from God to his people. Praise the Lord. I don't want to miss this. And then, for the Lord himself to descend from heaven with a shout and with a voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. If you die first, if you die in the tsunami, you will be first. Okay? You will be first. We will have to wait for you to be right first in, in the day of the rapture. Although everything will happen within, within less than a second for sure, but you will be right first. You will have the advantage. You want to see it that way. Okay, so for you to not to have fear, for you to have joy in the Lord. I thank you, Lord. Verse 17. Then we, those that are still that are alive, and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air, in the air and so she will <coughs> me, and so she will ever be with the Lord. Very important. 
Very, very important. Thank you, Lord. This this is a message that comes with a conquering message altogether. Because there will be many Christians dying in this tsunami. Many will be dying in this tsunami. Tsunami, and I know because God has spoken about uh, Hallelujah, taking some of His children home early. Some of His children home early. I mean, some will be going home in the tsunami, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. I don't know how many of you are, but you need to pray. You need to stay close with the Lord. If you are taking home early, Hallelujah. If you are in the way, if you are in the way of those wave tsunami. You can only survive by a miracle. That means you're going home back. You're going home early. Praise you, Lord. You will be resurrected early than, than us, too. You, you will get a great privilege in the Lord. Those that are die, those that die, murder in the Lord. You don't need to be afraid. Of, oh, someone was writing an email saying, oh, Brother Elvi, in India, they're killing the Christian. Let me tell you, those that have died in Christ has a greater privilege than you and I. Have more joy than you and I. They got more joy than you and I. They, they they know exactly what they were doing. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. They know exactly what they were doing when they when they went out to pre- to preach the gospel in India and they got murdered for the Lord. And they were they are right now in the presence of the Lord with more joy than what you can ever think. They 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 have no worry. They have no concern. The only those that stay behind are full of worry and concern, and give them to Jesus. Repent. Repent. Don't worry for those that are dead. Don't worry for those that pass to the other side with the Lord who are in his presence because they are secure with God. No one, they cannot touch them again. They cannot touch them again. And they will be resurrected first. So worry about your family. The Lord told this to me uh, last year. He says, my son, pray more for your family, you and your family that will escape. Because sometimes we worry about things that are not in our control. God is in control of all. God, Father, told me this last week. He says, I'm in control of everything, he says. And so that's what we need to understand. He's in control. We're not in control of no one's life. We're not in control of those that die for Jesus. No. We can pray for their family, for God to give them strength, for God to comfort them. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord, but don't worry for those that are dying for Christ because they know exactly what they're doing. Praise you, Lord. Just pray for the family. Then we who are alive and remain should be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. There will be a great meeting in the air. When they will meet the Lord in the air, we will meet the Lord in the air for those that died in Christ will be resurrected first. So there's going to be such a great meeting we're going to have with the Lord. Such a great time we're going to have with the Lord. We're going to really enjoy the presence of God in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So don't be worried. Don't be concerned. Back to Luke um, 21, 32. Barely I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all is fulfilled. Verse 33. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. God has told us from the beginning that heaven and earth will pass away. This heaven and earth, why is it going to pass away? Because this heaven and earth, and remember, I'm almost done with Revelation 22. I'm going back to Genesis. I'm going to explain to you these things that a lot of people uh, uh, miss to understand. That heaven and earth is going to pass away, okay, because God said it's going to pass away. They're going to be destroyed. And what's going to be left is word in the millennium. We're going to be reading his Bible in the millennium. Those that are with Christ will be in heaven, and we will come down to the new earth, new millennium, with Christ, a thousand years. So the, the Bible will remain. 
the only thing that will not remain on this earth for those seven years are going to be men and beasts. And all creation is going to be destroyed. The element will melt, says the, the Apostle Peter. So what, what will stand? Nothing. Nothing is going to be standing. Because all is going to perish. It's all going to be destroyed, brothers and sisters. That's what we need to understand. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Hallelujah. God said it's going to pass away. God says it's not going to remain because he's going to make them new again. Praise your Lord. So we'll look forward, says the Bible, to the new heaven and the new earth, in case you're wondering. That's what we're looking forward. I don't know what you're looking forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what you're looking forward, but the Bible said, praise you, Jesus. I'm going to read it to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is heaven. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. God, hallelujah. He says, hallelujah. Isaiah 65, 17, For behold, I create a new heaven and new earth. The former things shall not remember, neither come to mind. God wants all this old life, the seven-year tribulation, to be forgotten. This life, this present life, the seven-year tribulation are going to be forgotten. It's not even going to come to mind. I've seen people, uh, as I've been taken to the millennium, that they don't have this stuff in their mind. I have it, but not they. And very clear, God's word is, is 100%. Hallelujah, accurate. Isaiah 66, 22, for us, the new heaven and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord. So shall you see in your name remain. Hallelujah. I don't know what your name is, but God, if you're serving God, your name will remain, and so shall you see your, your descendants, your sons and daughters. That's very important. Very, very important that they remain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, so much. Hallelujah. And then Jesus said in, uh, in 2 Peter 3.13, this is the one I, I was talking about earlier. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heaven and new earth where by the dwell the righteousness, the righteous, or the righteousness. Hallelujah. The God's people are going to dwell. But we look forward to this. We look forward. Hallelujah. Look for a new heaven. We're looking for this. This is what we need to be looking for. I remember when Jesus says to me, hallelujah, a few months ago, he said, tell, uh, tell them about the millennium. Tell them about the millennium, Jesus says to me. Very clear, praise the Lord. And that's why I keep talking about the millennium, because Jesus told me to tell you about the millennium. Hallelujah, the thousand-year the thousand reign with Christ. That's what we're looking for. Praise the Lord. Now, going back to yesterday, revelation from the Lord. I thought we were walking in a mud, mud, hallelujah, and we, 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 we were, I was sitting down because I was so tired. We were walking in that revelation, and we were helping these people, getting them out of the mud. And um, when you don't have enough water to clean them, it, it, was, it was a mess. You can imagine the mess. But we were helping children and family that were still alive, that were coming out of the mud, that were able to survive the, the, that great tsunami. Brothers and sisters, probably how their home was destroyed. They had no extra clothing. We were cleaning the the mud out of people, clothing, but then we don't have we didn't have no much other clothing to put on them, so they can change. But you're not gonna have you're not gonna have people, teenager walk around naked either, or men or woman. You're gonna have to just clean them as much as you can, and out of the face of their eyes so they can breathe, and and then just walk with them where you can find water and have them clean up. But when when you have such an emergency like this. 
where all your water supplies is, is not in service, your electricity is gone, you, you know, you immediately began if, I mean, you, you began to think if you had this, if you had that. So, brothers and sisters, we just need to prepare is what I'm saying to you. We need to prepare, hallelujah, to help other people. And that's basically what the Lord has been talking to me about more lately, to help other people. Be in position. Uh, we need to be in position that we can help other people. I don't know how much other people I can help. Um, I don't know if the full supply we have will be enough to help other people. But if you find yourself in this situation, don't be mad at me. Don't get mad at me, angry at us, that we're not able to get to you. Remember that we have limited resources, but we can always pray for you. Resources and material stuff and money. But we can pray for you that the Lord will help. You need to trust in the Lord. Don't get angry at your brothers and sisters because we're not able to get what you, to where you are, and we're not able to supply with what you need. I am warning people that you need to have your own supply, and you need to get away from the weight of this, this tsunami. The Lord has eagerly, has repeatedly told Brother Ephraim that this stone to hit the earth is close, as close, as closer than ever, than ever. And he even said that NASA is hiding this from God's people or from the people. They are hiding this stuff. NASA can see that this meteor going around the earth around in space about to hit the earth and they are afraid but they don't care how many will die is what he's saying so please pray please seek the lord someone saw the lord sitting on this meteor and the lord said to this person i'm in control of this i say when this is going to happen but it's going to happen see this is a matter of this this is a matter of the word that is going to happen when it's going to happen we are closer than ever for this to happen. Now, are we ready? This is the question. Are you ready with the Lord? Are you repenting? Are you seeking the Lord daily? Is your life ready? Are you ready to die if you are in the way of this? Are you ready to go home? Those are the questions that God wants us to ask ourselves. He gave me in that revelation for me to see that basically from Florida to Maine, Everything was on the mud, brothers and sisters. And almost all the home people was telling me, as we were encounter those, some of the survivors, very few of them, they were telling me, oh, everything is destroyed. All the homes are destroyed. Really nothing is standing, people were telling me. As they were coming down from these, uh, hallelujah, mostly destroyed places, brothers and sisters, closer here to Asheville, as we were coming down from the mountain, we were encountering these people that were coming up, telling us how bad it was. How rarely anyone, hallelujah, out of all this million, barely anyone escaped. And we were going down to see uh, who else was alive that we can help, that we could help. But I was warning them that we could not get down on the truck because mud, truck, the truck cannot drive in mud anyway. Everybody knows that. And if some of the highways had huge crack in it, like we were seeing, my truck was not going to be able to get through that. So we could only drive so far and then try to get the people in there Hallelujah, that we were brought up to the, up to the mountain and drive them into Asheville, drive them up here as far as we could, and, and then give them some food and, and give them some clothing. And we're going to have to share our clothing, brothers and sisters. We're going to have to share our clothing is what I saw. So clothing, food, water, whatever we have for emergency, we're going to have to share. And that's what the Lord's been telling me lately, that this is what people don't understand. 
Hallelujah. Whatever whatever you have, you're going to have to share with others. Are you ready for that? It's the question. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Are you ready? Now, why are so many people, I want you to think about this. Why is God showing people, so many people lately across the nation and the world, that this tsunami, this large tsunami that is going to hit the eastern part of New Jersey, is about to come or is about to hit? Was about to happen. Why is he showing them this? Hallelujah. Because that God doesn't do anything be, before, then before revealing it to his, his servant, the prophet, the Bible says. He is revealing it to us for us to warn people, and then he'll make it happen. And when it does happen, the country is in trouble. I got to tell you, the country is going to be in a major, major trouble, brothers and sisters. Major. Hallelujah. Because it's going to take years for this nation to recover. Remember that this nation will not have Florida, will not have Georgia, part of Georgia, will not have Maryland, Washington, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, hallelujah, so many other states, Virginia, West Virginia, all these, all these parts, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, part of New Hampshire, it's all going to be damaged. With so much damage, it's going to take them years to recover. Years. Years to recover. And by the time they're recovering, they're already in the Great Tribulation. So, you know, God is letting us know that this is the end. There's no escape in this. this. This is the word that he's spoken to the prophet. Now, let me go back in, into when I said the prophet. So you see, brothers and sisters, we go back to Genesis 13. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh shall come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. God began to speak about destruction because of violence, because of sin. Earth being filled with violence of flesh. Hallelujah. Have corrected himself. In the moment you see people correcting themselves, abortion, homosexual, lesbian sin, and all this garbage that Sodom and Gomorrah were full of it, and God destroyed them. I mean, this is all from the beginning, brothers and sisters. These same were in the beginning of the city that God destroyed. So why would God spare this nation when they full of this sin? Think about it. Why would God, if God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, they had all these homosexuals and all these abortions and all this stuff, why do you think that God's going to spare this nation now? He's not going to spare this nation because they're doing the same thing that Sodom and Gomorrah did. Genesis 6, 17, Behold, I even, I will bring the flood upon the water on earth to destroy all flesh where there is bread or life from the, under the heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. Dead. Hallelujah. Dead is the solution for the sin, for the sin of homosexual, lesbian, and, and, and killing those innocent babies. Dead is the only solution. Why? Because there's a demonic forces behind all this evil. And men have opened the door to them. And the only one that can end them, that can put an end to the evil, hallelujah, in people's life is God. Father is the only one that can do this. So he's going to end this, these lives that are, have corrupted themselves. Hallelujah. They have to come up. They have become a vessel for these demons. Destroy them. And then the demon will have to go to hell. They will have no place anymore, brothers and sisters. That's what God is telling us. Look what they did. Look what I have to do. And look what people are doing now. And look what I'm not going to have to do. Genesis 9-11. I will establish my covenant with you. Talking to Noah. Neither, neither shall all flesh be cut off 
anymore by the water of the flood. Neither shall there be any more flood to destroy the earth. Now look what God is saying. God in the beginning destroyed them all with the flood. But God said he's not going to do it anymore. He's not going to destroy all the earth. But he's going to destroy part of the earth. So I have to have a better understanding. He's not going to destroy all the earth, but he's going to destroy part of it with the flood. Because we have seen earthquakes that kill a lot of people. We have seen tsunami, hallelujah, destroy over uh, uh, Indonesia. Was it Indonesia? No. I believe it was Indonesia. Over, uh, over 100,000 people a few years ago. We've seen a tsunami. And the one in Japan killed a, a few thousands also. So we've seen that God is still in the judgment, the water, to destroy thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. So it's still happening. Not the whole earth, country, that are, that are full of these sin. God is putting an end to them. That's what God is doing. That's what God is going to do again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Genesis 9:15. I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh, and water should no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. You see, he's not going to destroy all flesh, but he will destroy part of them. He's not going to destroy them all. It's not going to happen like in the times of Noah anymore. Not going to happen that way. But we can see, hallelujah, hundreds of thousands of people die in one night or one morning by a tsunami or an earthquake. We have seen that in over the years. So God's judgment is coming down, but not us in the time to know 100%. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But the warning of God that he's going to bring, hallelujah, destruction is there. Genesis 18:28. Abraham said, there shall be a lack of five or a 20 righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for the lack of the five? He said, if I find there are 40 and five, I will now destroy it. Now look what God is saying again. If I find 40 and 5 there, I will not destroy it. Not all the city. The question of Abraham is, would thou destroy all the city for the lack of the five? No, he's not going to destroy all the city. But because in Sodom and Gomorrah, there was only Lot, his wife and his daughter, his wife also died. So his and his two daughters, three, there were not even five. God destroyed the whole city. Brothers and sisters, the times of Lot. God destroyed the whole city. There was not five righteous. There was not ten righteous. There was only three that God spared. And the only righteous that counts of righteous there was Lot. Was Lot. The daughter was saved because they were at the seed of Lot. And God said he will save the seed of them too, of the righteous. That was under a promise. But the only righteous was Lot. There was only one righteous man there, brothers and sisters. And this is the problem. At these states get polluted with sin. Homosexual sin and lesbian and all and much more, they all come under the judgment. And because God doesn't find five or ten righteous in the city, He began to destroy them. That's why Florida and all these cities are under great judgment right now. And God has said, "Well, I'm going to take my saint out of it." Is what God has said this last week to the prophet. I'm going to take some of my saints out of there. In other words, they will die in the tsunami. I'll take them home, but the rest will be destroyed. The rest will be destroying Florida, Georgia, Maryland, Washington, New Jersey, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts. They're not going to escape. They're not going to escape. Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia. All these states are in a great danger. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. Instead of people being preaching the gospel where all this great danger is, you got more people backsliding. 
and that that makes the judge the judge the judgment even harder. And this is where everything is under judgment, under the judgment of God right now. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Exodus 23, 27. I will send my fear before thee, and I will destroy all the people whom thou shalt come, and I will make all thy enemy turn their back unto thee. Praise the Lord. God will fight for us. If we repent, if we turn back to God, God will fight for us. But the problem is when people refuse to repent, this is the danger that the nations are falling under. They are refusing to repent, so they leave in God with no choice to destroy them. This is the problem. If people refuse to repent, God will have no choice but to destroy them also, brothers and sisters. Repenting is, is a gift from God for us to, hallelujah, to take that gift. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Leviticus 6, 44, 26, 44. For that when they are in the land of their enemy, I will not cast them away neither. Where I heard them to destroy them early to break my covenant with them. For I am the Lord thy God. God will protect us as long as we keep his commandment. And the moment we refuse, and the moment we turn away and break his commandment, oh man, God have mercy. Number 32, 15. For if ye turn away from, from after him, he will yet again leave them in the wilderness, and ye shall destroy all the people. God can give us a way of escaping our enemy as long as we are in obedience. But when we get into disobedience, brothers and sisters, we leave an open door to our enemy. Number 3352. Then you should drive out all the inhabitants in other land for you and destroy all, the, all their idols. And destroy all their molten image. Hallelujah. And quite plug them all from the, all the high places. God said to, to his people. So they have the order from God. This is what I want you to do. If you remove their if you remove the idols from among you, if you destroy them, hallelujah. God says he will be with us, he will be our God, and he will fight for us. But look, when people refuse to do that, when people refuse so, hallelujah. And people say, well, I can go to, I'm a, as a Christian, I can go to the Mormon church. I can go to the Catholic church and sit there and listen to the service. And that will not contaminate me. That is a lie from the pit of hell. It will contaminate you. You will open yourself to be, the, to, to be attacked by demons in those places, brothers and sisters. You cannot sit there for hours and listen to false teaching and think that you're not going to be affected. Yes, you will be affected. God told them to destroy the enemy gods, the enemy idol, not to listen to their belief, God told them. Don't listen to their teaching. Don't listen to their belief. Don't listen to them about their God. But a lot of Christians think that it's okay to listen, to sit down in, uh, in, in the Mormon church, in the Catholic church, and all these other churches with false teaching, and, and, and listen to their false teaching that is not going to contaminate them. That is a lie. It will contaminate you. You and I need to stay away from the false teaching. That's why God is telling us it is false teaching. It is to false God. Brothers and sisters, that's what it is. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How much of them is contaminated? Let me tell you how much it is. Deuteronomy 2.34. And we took all the city at that time and utterly destroyed the men, the women, and the little ones of every city. We left none to remain. Oh, this sounds harsh. This sounds like the most horrible thing God told the people to do. 
you need to understand how much contamination, how much the devil will contaminate people, brothers and sisters, so deep into their life with his, their, with his false teaching. Hallelujah. That they will contaminate you so much that they will turn you away to serve other gods. Didn't they, they now confuse Solomon so much, a man with such a great wisdom, to worship other gods? Solomon worshiped other gods, brothers and sisters, because he listened to the teaching of that other woman, listened to the teaching about her God, and got to the point where he ended up worshiping them. And a lot of the Jewish people did this also. And God is warning you and I, you, me and I, don't listen to the teaching. Don't receive it. Don't sit there for hours. Because you're going to end up worshiping the God. You're going to end up like Solomon, worshiping the God. We need to be very careful, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because the Lord, it will turn God very angry if we sit there and contaminate ourselves. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Listen to this now. Deuteronomy 28:45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearken now unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandment, his statute, which he commanded thee. So God is saying, look, I already told you what I want you to do. If you refuse to keep my commandment, this is what I'm going to do to you. Brothers and sisters, when God gets angry, God have mercy. When God gets angry, Brother Larry says, Father, Father, come down. You're going to have a heart attack. And Father says, my son, my son, I'm God. I don't get a heart attack. Praise the Lord. When God was talking to him so angry, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm going to do to these people? God was saying, they're going to wish they were never been born. Praise. And I heard Father. Oh, when he gets angry. I have heard him a few times. Oh, my God. When he gets angry. When Father gets angry. Especially when people refuse to listen. When we refuse to listen, he gets so angry. Hallelujah. And this, that's one of his words. They're going to wish they were never been born. Praise you, Lord. God have mercy. And th this, this is where we are practically right now, the nation. This nation, this nation where we are, the United States, is in great danger with God. They're, they, they, they're not going to know what hit them. Tell you right now, God is so angry, they're not going to know what hit them. By the time they realize what hit them, they're going to say, oh, God, what have we done? Because it's, it's, it's the way we live, it's the way we act, it's the way we break his commandment that get him angry. It's the way we break his commandment that makes God so angry. And he warned the Jewish people, you do this, this is what I'm going to do to you. You're going to be a curse whenever you go. The land is going to be cursed because of you. Why is the land of the United States, of the eastern part of the United States, become so cursed? Because they, most of the people are breaking God's commandment. So the land has become cursed. So it becomes cursed now. It has to be destroyed in order for people to understand and realize that God is serious. God is serious. God is very serious. Very, very serious. And his warnings are going out before the judgment comes. Before the judgment comes, hallelujah, they're going out. Praise your Lord. I, I complain sometimes of being tired and not being able to, hallelujah, go out and preach much more. But he, he's given me the strength to do it. Giving me the strength. He wants his word out. He wants his message out. Not the message out. I'm not afraid to speak the message. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Deuteronomy 28, 48. Therefore shall thou serve thy enemy, 
whom the Lord shall send against thee. And hunger, hallelujah. What enemy is God sending against the U.S.? Believe it or not, Russia and China, hallelujah, are not so much friends of the United States. And if they can bomb this nation, they're going to bomb them. We've seen, I've seen a revelation where missile for North Korea hit this land. They hit this land. God showed me North Korea has missiles of the United States. The CIA and the FBI are not aware they have these missiles. They have worked on these missiles 24 hours, 365 days a year for over 30 years. Have taken them with the, with the best mind. The best mind in the world have everything has been developing this missile. They're so far ahead that this country don't know about this missile. But when they press that red button, I'm sorry, that, that green button, it's going to go out and it's going to do so much destruction here that I saw people in the relation of the Lord. How come we were not aware that, that North Korea had this technology? Well, and look at Trump and the people threatening North Korea. They not even know what they're getting into. People are so prideful in this nation that they don't even know what they're getting themselves to. They don't even know if China is with this nation or with them. It's most likely with them. Russia, most likely with them. And they're still pressuring North Korea. Oh, God. People in South Korea, I will warn you, pray and fast. Fast and pray. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord for your life because God has said he's going to take some of his sin early. That means, hallelujah, the missiles are going to fly from north to south like there's no tomorrow. So people in South Korea need to pray, need to fast, need to see God. Don't think that your protector is the United States. Your protector is not the United States. Your protector is Jehovah God Almighty. That's your protector. Hallelujah. Your protector is Jehovah God, Yahweh, Yahweh, Elohim, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. South Korea is your protector. Don't think your protector is the United States. That's a mistake. Trust in the Lord, your God, with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. There are ways that seem right to men, but it will lead to that. Don't trust in man. Hallelujah. It is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in men. It's in your Bible. Be careful, brothers and sisters from South Korea. Be careful. Hallelujah. Your protector is not the United States. Your protector is God Almighty. Hallelujah. He will protect you. He will deliver you. And if you die, you'll go home with him. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Praise you, God. The nations, hallelujah, need to put their trust in the Lord because he will deliver us, hallelujah, from our strong enemy. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. When a nation is contaminated, everything in the nation, including the animals, gets contaminated. Look at in Joshua 6.21. They utterly destroyed all that that was in the city, both men and women, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass, with the edge of the sword. Everything becomes contaminated. How much of the northeast of the United States is contaminated right now? Everything is contaminated. The food, the land, the people, the animals, everything Hallelujah. They're under the disobedient, sinful, unrepentant, sinful men and women. Children, they all. In this tsunami yesterday, in this large tsunami that happened yesterday, all the children and men and all, they all got killed by the tsunami. None of them escaped, the beast, the animal. They all got killed in the eastern part of the United States. None of them escaped. There's, there's a lot of 
hallelujah, farming in, in, in hallelujah, Virginia and Georgia that I've seen as I drive through. All that's going to be destroyed. All that is contaminated. Food have become demonically uh, contaminated. Hallelujah. All this lab contamination that they put on food. Hallelujah. They put an animal. They put on chicken. They put on everything that people eat. All that God is going to destroy. If you want to raise chicken, your own chicken, and eat it late after that, you could. But now God's going to destroy all that. All that food supply is going to be gone. Be under the sea. Sharks and, and, and fish are going to eat it. They're going to eat all that stuff. Brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. All the humans are going to be eaten by sharks and all of that too. They're not going to escape. All their bodies will be eaten by sharks, fish and all that. That's what God showed me yesterday morning. Nothing will escape. The whole land is going to be cleansed from this, all this evil because everything is contaminated. God is angry. God is angry. You don't want to fall into the hand of an angry God. Uh-uh. You do not. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. When we get into disobedience, hallelujah, when we get into disobedience, we can begin to lose the body of Christ. Joshua 7, 7. And Joshua said, O last, O oh Lord God, why hast thou at all brought this people over the Jordan? In other words, God, you save us, you deliver us, you brought us here to deliver us into the hand of the Amorite, to destroy us. Hallelujah. Would to God we have been content and dwell on the other side of the Jordan. So Joshua is praying. Joshua is calling unto God and saying, oh, God, why have all this happened to us? Hallelujah. Why have all this happened to us, oh, God? Joshua is crying before God. It's a righteous prayer he's doing before God. But why, why did the evil enter the people? Because of disobedience. One man disobedience contaminated the, the rest of the people. We have to, you have to be careful with the teaching of one man, one woman. Hallelujah, because it can bring you into disobedience. And there are people right now teaching the Word of God that are leading people into disobedience. They are, especially those that are teaching against the rapture. How do you think the Lord feels when a, a, a pastor, a teacher goes on the pulpit or on television, CNN, TVN, or whatever, and teaches the nation against the rapture. Oh, my God. Did that make the, the, the Lord angry? Hallelujah. Did that make the Lord ready to vomit them, brothers and sisters, out of his mouth? Because that, that, that is a transgression that people are going to have to answer the Lord. Jesus, I tell you this, the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, is angry at some people also. Praise the Lord. Father God usually gets angry, and the Lord says, Father, have mercy. But the Lord Jesus is angry. How can they do this to his gospel, his holy gospel? How dare they? If they want to play with sin, if they want to play with anything else, go ahead and play. But don't play with the word of God, because that's what they're doing. It's one of the highest sins in the Bible, an abomination is what they call that they're doing before God. One of the highest sins in the Bible for which God will destroy the people. And how to destroy the people in the Old Testament. How, how do they think they're going to escape his judgment? His hand. His mighty hand. When he closes the door, no one can open. When he opens the door, no one can close. He's going to be closing a lot of doors very soon. A lot of doors, brothers and sisters, will be close to a lot of people. For many years, he had closed many doors to their life. He had closed the door of heaven to them, and they're the only place they can go to hell. 
There are many in hell that the door of heaven will not open to them. Brothers and sisters. Well, he shuts the door and no one can open. No one who will escape his judgment. That's what we are today. A lot of people don't realize how much in danger their own life are. Their life is highly in danger. They don't even realize. Hallelujah. They're walking in, in broken glasses right now. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Then Joshua continued to pray in Joshua 9.24, and they answered and Joshua and said, Because they were certainly told that thy servant, how the Lord thy God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land, to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Therefore, we are so afraid for our life because of you and have done this thing. Oh, God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Joshua 10, 28, and they, in that day, Joshua took Mashkedath and smote it with a sword, about the edge of the sword, and the king there utterly destroyed them all with a sword, who were therein, he let none remain, and he did to the king of Mashkedath, and he did unto the king of Jericho. The king thought that maybe pleading to Joshua, or they, they thought they were going to get away. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And, and Joshua have order from God. The thing is that people don't understand how it works. When God gives the order, hallelujah, everyone in heaven is obedient to God. I tell you right now, it's like in the times of King David, when he saw the angel of the Lord going through the army of Israel and killing them, he began to cry before God, and God has to order the angel to stop. He was slaughtering them. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about God. You, you are, they are messing with a living God, okay? They are provoking a living God. And when he gives his angel the order, oh, God, have mercy. When he gives his mighty angel his order, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, the angel are going to go. Mercy is of God. The angel just obey orders. When he gives the angel order, go and destroy that part of the land. They're going to come down, and they're going to be destroying it until God says stop. They're not going to stop until Father tell them to stop. They got orders. They're going to have orders from God. And that's what people don't understand. They don't understand how it works. Read your Bible. Go back to the times of David when he saw the angel of the Lord destroying the army of God. And he cried out because of his sin when he come to the people that God told him not to do. Satan tempted him to do it. And when that angel received the order from God, he went down and he began to kill him. He only stopped when God told him to stop. But by the time God told him to stop, thousands had died. He slaughtered thousands and more. Brothers and sisters, this is, this is the way it is. They obey orders. We deal with our God. But when God gives the order, oh, man, oh, man, and begins, there's no going back. There's just no going back. And that people think that God, you know, read your Bible. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever. He had not changed. He, you think that because he died on the cross, he's not going to destroy the nation? What has he been saying in his Bible, in his words? What have you been saying? What have you been teaching? He's going to do it. I remember when I saw that 500 folk coming into New Jersey with water later on. Jesus was in the top of the cloud, on top of the wave. And Jesus said to me, well, they escaped death. He was very angry. I saw his face, very, very angry face. They're not going to escape it, he says to me. 
And I got to tell you this. Father God gets out that order. He, Jesus is saying, Father, have mercy. Father, have mercy. But when Father says, all right, my son, go ahead and finish this. He's going to come down and bring that judgment. And the rest of history, the body's going to be eaten by the shark. I'm telling you this. One of these days, that's going to be a rude awakening to the people. Rude awakening to a few that will be alive. And say, what have we done? They're going to put their hand on their head and say, oh, God, what have we done? We did not notice how much evil we have done. Oh, God, they're falling into the hand of a living God. He's not playing around. He's very serious. This is life and death. This is not a joke. Like some people think, hallelujah. God have mercy. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This is the time God is calling the nation to repentance. This is the time God says it's better for us to humble ourselves. Hallelujah. He's calling us to humble ourselves. He's been calling us already for years for us to humble ourselves. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and repent and pray, I will hear them from heaven and forgive the land. Hallelujah. Heal their land. But the problem is he's been calling and calling. And people have been, hallelujah, not listening, hallelujah, and that makes it worse, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God have mercy, hallelujah. God have mercy, have mercy. There's no peace for the wicked, hallelujah. Psalm 101.8, I will earthly destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doer. From the city of the Lord. That's what God is saying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. But it's the way it's, it, they're going to listen. They're going to listen when they see all this judgment come, when they see all the destruction. It's what many are going to open up their eyes and say, what LB was saying was from God, and we disregarded the message. It's what they're going to say. What God has been saying to these many prophets was from God, and we disregarded the word. It's what they're going to say. Hallelujah. Psalm 118.10, all the nation can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Hallelujah. That is Yeshua and his anger. In the name of Jehovah, he's going to destroy them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 143.2, And thy mercy cut off my enemy, and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. This is David here. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Psalm 145, 145.20, The Lord preserved them that love him. God's been speaking through his prophet that he's going to prefer, pre preserve or keep all them that love him. But listen now. But all the wicked will he destroy. God's going to destroy all the wicked. None will remain of the land of the U.S. Some of the states think that because God is destroying the eastern part of the United States that they're going to escape. They are wrong. God will destroy the eastern part of the United States. And that will give the nations and the rest of the people of the United States fear of God to repent and seek God. If they hearken their heart, 
hallelujah, to the Lord he will forgive them. But if they heart in their heart not to listen or receive that warning, if they heart in their heart not to repent, he will destroy the rest. Hallelujah. He's being merciful to those that are in the mountain, hallelujah, in the eastern part of the United States. I'm sorry, in, in, the, in the western part, although California will be destroyed in Chicago, not much will be left, but at least he'll leave out the state, hallelujah, on their feet. So people are began to seek God and cry out to God, hallelujah, and come closer to God and know that if God already destroyed the eastern part, California and, and, and Chicago, now is the time to seriously seek God and get ready to be raptured. I remember the Lord telling me up back in Massachusetts when I saw the destruction that came. I saw people getting on their knees, those that remain alive, crying out to God, knowing that it was a sin. And they knew it was God. The Lord had told me, they will know it's God that done this. They will know it's God. Because it will, it will be done specifically. It will be done when none of those that, that, that the water will run to will escape. None will escape. It will be done suddenly also. Suddenly. We're giving out the warning now. But once God's hand comes on, come on, on the land to destroy the land, that's it. There's no going back. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 25, 7, and he will destroy in the mountain the face of the covering cast over all the people and all the veil that is spread over all the nation. The veil that are spread, that are spread over all the nation. What is the, the, the veil? Hallelujah. The veil is evil. See, the same evil happening in the U.S. and in the rest of the nations. The same evil, same evil happening. Like a veil. That veil, God says, is going to destroy. Destroy that veil. Not going to remain before the Lord. And put an end to it. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Isaiah 34, 2. For in the end of the nation, the Lord is upon all the nation. For the end of the nation of the Lord, I'm sorry, is upon all the nation. His fury is upon their armies. He had utterly destroyed them. He had delivered them to the slaughter. Hallelujah. He will deliver the nation's army to the slaughter. That's Revelation 19, when the Lord Jesus returned at the end of the seven-year tribulation. He's going to slaughter them, call the birth on the air to eat them, to eat the, the flesh of cattle and small and grave. Hallelujah. They have no escape. They have no escape. Hallelujah. They have no escape. I, Isaiah 65, Thou say the Lord, and the new wine is found in the cluster of one said, Destroy it is not, for a blessing it is in. So will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. God will preserve his servant. He will preserve those that are listening. Hallelujah. But the rest, gone. Those that are repenting, those that are seeking him, he will preserve. He will provide. He will give us what we need. But the rest that are refusing, that is the end of that. Hallelujah. That will be the end of that. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 65, 
I'm not, Isaiah, praise the Lord, 65:25. The wolf and the lamb and the sheep shall feed together. That's in the millennium. The lion shall he draw, uh, will he straw like the boar, and the dust shall be the serpent me. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain, saith the Lord. That's it. Hallelujah. When that millennium begins, that's it. God make, God is giving us a promise as they're going into the millennium. Because the enemy will be losing for a short season after he's bound for a thousand years. And then he's going to gather them to go to the holy city. And that holy mountain, God says, there will be no more distraction there. Uh, 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 uh. They're going to compound the city. They're going to come around the whole state of Israel. But that's how far they're going to go into. God's not going to let them come into the mountain. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall be strong like a bullock. The dog shall be the serpent meat. So they shall not hurt nor destroy and know my holy mountain, saith the Lord. That is a promise that we in the millennium will be looking for. When we see the enemy being loosened from his prison for after a thousand years, and we, and we see him going to the four corners of the earth, gathering his own army to come against Jerusalem, we're going to be witnesses looking. We say, well, God said, God said, God said that shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain. We're going to be there standing with the Lord in that mountain. Eh, it shall be so beautiful. And fire comes down from heaven and consume them. God escapes. God and me are not going to escape at all. We God's got promise to us. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Jeremiah 22, 20. Go up a Lebanon and cry. Lift up thy voice and Bashan and cry for never ring. For all thy lovers are destroyed. Hallelujah. Put your trust on men. Hallelujah, they're going to be destroyed. They're going to be destroyed. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Even God will raise the army. God will raise the army against a nation. They, God did not do that to Nebuchadnezzar. Well, look at it. Jeremiah 25, 9. Behold, I will send and take all the family of the north, saith the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, I will bring them against this land and against the inhabitants thereof and against all the nations round about. And I will early destroy them and make them an astonishment and a hasty and perpetual desolation. Huh. None of them will remain. God's going to do this also. As people refuse to serve God, as nations trust in their army more and reject God's word, hallelujah, refuse to repent, God will raise nation against them, brothers and sisters. That's what this nation is heading right now, the United States. They think they're going to keep destroying another nation with their army? Oh, they're wrong. God is already rising against them. He's already getting other nations ready. Other nations are getting ready. Hallelujah. God of mercy. God of mercy. This is a wonderful land raised by God. Hallelujah. God raised his arm. There's land, and God protected his land. But God has said, enough is enough. They're not going to keep breaking my commandment and getting away with it. Jeremiah fifty twenty one go up against the land of Marathon, even against and against the unheaven in our pocket, waste it and utterly destroy after them, saith the Lord, and do according to all that I have commanded thee. When Father give his command, the rest will be history. The rest will be history. Jeremiah fifty one twenty five. Behold, I am against thee. Hallelujah. And, the, and destroying mountains, saith the Lord who destroy all the earth, and I will stretch out my hand, hallelujah, my hand upon thee, and roll thee down from the rocks 
and I will make thee a burnt mountain. Oh, God, have mercy. Hallelujah. The fire of God is going to consume them. This is why, hallelujah, it will be hard for them to fall into the hand of a living God. Hallelujah. It is a hard thing. It is a thing, hallelujah, I'm told. Sodom and Gomorrah don't, don't have witnesses to tell. Hallelujah. Only the prophet, God's servant, can say what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. But not, none of the people escaped. They all got destroyed. They all got consumed by the fire. Brothers and sisters, God will not be mocked. He, he's calling people to repentance. We better repent. We better. Hallelujah. We better. We are better off repenting. Ezekiel 9, 8, and it came to pass while they were slaying, slaying them, and I was left. Then I fell upon my face and cried and said, O Lord God, will thou destroy all the rest of us of Israel? And I pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem. God was so angry that the prophet himself feared for his own life. Brothers and sisters, God was so angry of the sin of Israel, brothers and sisters, that the prophet feared for their own life. Hallelujah. Ezekiel didn't know whether he was going to survive the destruction. Again, Ezekiel 9, 8. And, I, and it came to pass, while they were slaying them, I was left, Ezekiel said. I was left. And I fell upon my face and cried and said, Oh, Lord God, will thou destroy all the residue of Israel and thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem? When he saw the destruction, he said, Oh, my God. Everything is being destroyed, and I'm the only thing left. Will God destroy everything? No, God was not going to destroy everything. But see, the word of the Lord has had to come to pass. Heaven and earth were passed away by not his word. When he says he's going to bring judgment, he's going to bring it, especially when he keeps repeating it through his prophet. He keeps whining. Tell enough. No, no, go warn them. Go warn them. Praise your Lord. He don't, he don't want me to stop a week without warning. He wants me to warn, warn, warn until he tells me enough. Can there come a day when the Lord said, all right, enough, my son. That's it. Don't tell him anymore. You have told him enough. And the day is getting close for us. When he will not let me come on the radio anymore to warn. He showed me a time, I remember, when I will not be coming on the radio to warn anybody. Hallelujah. And I believe after, after this mighty tsunami that is coming, that all the phones, telephones, cell phone towers, power and all this stuff are going to be out. That's it. That's, that's going to be it. I will have no more communication to warn anybody. So these warnings will be recorded. People, that's why I tell people, download these warnings to your computer. Because you know what? You already heard them. But remember, your neighbor will be asking you. You know, they're going to be asking you, hey, uh, man, how come we didn't know about this stuff and all that? They're going to tell you, we never heard about anything like this. We saw all the destruction. What happened? How come all this stuff happened? And you're going to say, come, come to my house. Let me turn on my computer. If you got solar panel, battery backup system, whatever, let me turn on, or let me turn my recorder, battery operator recorder. Let me play this for you. Listen, listen to what this brother was saying before it happens. And they're going to start crying out and say, oh, God, we have done all this evil. It's our fault. It's our fault. It's our fault. We have been the one that have done evil before God. And they're going to begin to repent. They're going to see and know that it was the Lord. The Lord told me they will know it was God. They will know. Ezekiel cried out for his own life. He feared for his own life, brothers and sisters. 
Hallelujah. I feel the same like Ezekiel. I feel for my own life. Hallelujah. Because all this stuff is coming. Ezekiel 30, A. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I have set fire on Egypt and when all her helpers shall be destroyed. Same word Jesus gave me. They will know it was I that did all this. They will know it was God that did all this. That, that's the point of the matter now. Hallelujah. Giving them an opportunity to repent to God. Ezekiel 32, 12, by the sword, hallelujah, by the mighty, what I cause the multitude to fall, the terrible of the nation and all of them, they shall despoil the pomp of Egypt, and all the multitude thereof shall be destroyed. Why God was utterly one to destroy these people? Because of the wicked sin, because of their idol worshiping. You got idol all over the U.S., all over the nations now. Idol worshiping, teenager worshiping other idols. I destroyed years ago. Why are they worshiping in New York, Chicago, California, and all these different states, brothers and sisters? Why are they this? Why are they worshiping idols that God destroyed many years ago? Why are they worshiping other God that God destroyed them many years ago? Because as people fall back into sin and breaking God's commandment, they become so blind that they go back to do the same thing that God told them not to do in the beginning. Hallelujah. Well, the beast escaped, the cattle and all that. Ezekiel 30, 32, 13. I will destroy all the beasts thereof from the beside the great waters. Neither shall all the food of men trample them anymore, nor the, the hopes of the beasts trample them. That's it. All that contaminated meat, Hallelujah. All that volume, hormone they have to put in cow. You're not going to worry about, about all that that is making people sick. They're, they're, they're injecting hormones in cows, brothers and sisters, in animals today. And that's what, hallelujah, putting that overweight in that, brothers and sisters. Hormone is a really bad thing, brothers and sisters, for us. Hallelujah. But God knows about this. God says he will destroy them, brothers and sisters. Daniel 2.44, in the days of these kings shall... The God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. This is the good thing. Now, why is God saying that the kingdom of Jesus Christ will never be destroyed? Because there are men planning today to destroy the kingdom of Jesus Christ. What kingdom will be established in Jerusalem? They, they, a lot of people don't want the construction of the, of the third temple, which will be constru constructed. Once the third, the third temple in the Great Tribulation is, is, is constructed, is made up, or is put together, they want to come in and take control of it, like they're not going to allow the Messiah to come there. Oh, they, they got a lot of evil plans. So God says, in the day of these things shall God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall, shall not be left to other people. <laughs> God knows that other people want to get hold of the kingdom already. He knows beforehand. Got a lot of people with a lot. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.